0: hello everybody megazard Xer. back at it again to give you another very exciting podcast episode that being my episode 22 of my Zardcast cast podcast assuming if i'm not experiencing any kind of hiccups or any kind of draws or anything with the stream lagging or anything like that or you know when listening back on this on the playback um everything is running smooth and stuff like that though but you know, it is the holiday season, as, you know, people like to say. Uh Christmas is literally like, I think, six days away or something like that. So, it is kind of crazy. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, you know, time just kind of ran up on this, though. But, you know, for the whole month kind of leading up to Christmas Day, I've been doing things a little bit differently. I've been doing like a hashtag 25 days to Uploadish where I was, like, uploading a lot more things than what I normally like to or than what I normally actually do. So that's what I've been doing for pretty much the whole month of December so far, though. Now, um, it is going to be a little different because I did have a couple of things planned for this last week leading up to Christmas, but it seems like I about ran out of time, and I honestly didn't want to make or do a lot of, you know, content, extra stuff um, on the week of Christmas. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to... Do something a little bit different. So if you happen to look at my channel um, within this next upcoming week, I will actually be doing a, um, a Christmas special re-upload of different videos I made in the years of 2019, which was when I actually started doing YouTube, as well as uh, 2020. So I'll be pulling random videos from those um, and just re-uploading those up on the channel though, because you know some of y'all might not, seen certain videos that i'm going to be re-uploading might give you a little bit of interest to go back and (laughs) look at some of these other um videos that i had up in the series though but yeah so that's what i'm going to be planning on doing for that week so basically you will get videos um basically i think there's going to be like two videos almost a day there might be one day where you only get one but for the most part um two and maybe a couple of days of that week only one where you're going to get a few uploads Few uploads a day, so yeah, you have that to look forward to at least, though, and that that should carry you all the way over to Christmas, though. So yeah, so you do have that to look forward to, though. But you know, with, with Christmas coming up, let me know if you know if you're excited on getting some things on your wish list. Maybe you're trying to be in the hunt for a new game or maybe a new console. If you're trying to get an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation Five, I do wish you the best of luck, or even a Switch OLED. I do wish you the best of luck on all of that because I know it is not going to be an easy task getting any kind of new consoles or anything like that games are easy consoles makes it uh just a little bit tougher though but yeah so a a lot of good things to look forward to in these um upcoming days though but yeah so let's go ahead and jump straight up into that pop culture segment all right so starting off at the very beginning of the things i got to talk about over pop culture segment we did get confirmation of a of a new trailer for dragon ball super superhero i honestly i just can't get over the, the naming of that movie like i feel like there's got to be a different name they could have been dragon ball super Superhero. like the double super is just throwing me off anyway we get a brand new trailer and it showcases off a little bit more of this movie and it actually seems like this movie could be focused around Gohan instead of what I originally thought it was going to be around Goku or something like that because it kind of makes sense now looking at the the title of the movie like superhero we know that Gohan you know likes to you know pose around as a superhero like what we saw within the Majin Buu saga arc him him tagging up with his wife now Videl and them doing like a whole bunch of stuff within that saga it, it makes sense it makes sense when you sit down and think about it though and it, it's actually kind of cool in this trailer we get to see gohan not in his traditional sort of kind of you know green kind of color gear but he's actually in um piccolo's colors you know like the purple and stuff like that and there was one scene before this image that you're able to see on the screen You're watching the youtube side of the side of things though where he's actually wearing like piccolo's white cape as well and he, and he threw that off like when the when the battle was about to get tense in some part of the movie, though, but yeah, so honestly, you know what? I, I'm actually looking forward to this now. I, I, I'm still sort of kind of iffy with the whole pretty much the whole movie is gonna be CGI. It's gonna make the fighting scenes, as I said in some previous episodes, it's gonna make some of the fighting scenes um a little more unique. Maybe you know add a little bit of something extra because if you do CGI right during certain fight scenes, it can look absolutely crazy. Like I like the most recent anime movie I saw was um was the My Hero Academia one. Like, they, they did some crazy panning around shots and stuff like that during some of their fights. Like, CGI done right in fight scenes can be top tier. But... I'm just worried about, you know, the whole length of the movie all being CGI, even during some of them still moments or, you know, just barely kind of moving or whatever. Those those panning panning around shots and stuff. So that's that's my major concern about it, though. But overall, I do hope that the plot is actually going to be pretty good up in this movie, because I mean, I I just I just want to see this movie do well. And man, please, oh, please. After this movie comes out, can we get some kind of confirmation that the anime coming soon? I mean, I I feel like it's been long enough. I feel like it's been long, long enough and we're long overdue for it, though. But yeah, so that's basically all I have to say on the Dragon Ball Super superhero new trailer, though. Now, moving over to the next topic. We did get confirmation, and this was confirmed at the Game Awards, where we got to see a first little glimpse of this, though. But apparently, they're going to be making a new Halo series, and it's going to be coming out exclusive to Paramount+. Plus. And I was like, okay, it, it seems like everything nowadays, and I feel like I keep saying this over and over in my Zardcast um, episodes, but it seems like everything nowadays... Like, I think one of the most recent things I remember them announcing was um, Uncharted. Like, we know we're getting serious with that. Like, Tom Holland from the Spider Man movies, he's, he's going to be playing a, a role in that. I mean, we have that. The new Sonic movie. We, we got like new trailers from, from the Sonic 2 movie as well. That. The Mario movie. We had. Have- Detective Pikachu. Apparently there was a Monster Hunter movie that I didn't even know about. There's Resident Evil stuff going on. Like almost everything video game related is getting like adaptations from either TV series or movies and then Halo just happens to be the next one in line. So I am kind of curious about it. I don't own Paramount Plus. If I did I probably would have just dabbled with it because I mean out of all the Xbox exclusives that they have on their console that might be the one that kind of interests me the most even though I'm not really like a first person kind of shooter or whatever though. But I am kind of curious to see how this series turns out because just how big it is in with the xbox like this is the mario for xbox um in terms of you know like their main mascot like when you think of microsoft you the first thing that most people think about is halo so i am kind of curious to see how well this series will do in terms of um it premiering out on paramount plus but if you are looking forward to it on um, this just go ahead and let me know down in the comment section down below or in the chat um if you're excited about looking forward to this brand new series though but you just gotta let me know though but that's Basically, all I have to say on that, the trailer didn't go um, super in-depth. I mean, and in terms of the storyline, where they kind of pick it, I feel like they're going to go with um, the, the origin, you know, like way back to Halo 1 in terms of where they're going to start off the story, because who knows how many seasons this could be if it happens to be um, hugely successful, though. But That's pretty much it in terms of that topic, so let's go ahead and bounce on over to another one, because like all video game adaptations uh we have one more because apparently <laughs> Mega Man is actually going to get a live action um is going to get a live action movie that's going to be in the works for Netflix. So here we go get back the back stories. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh you know, video games getting adaptations uh once again in movie form and or first one was TV series. This one movie form though. And you know what? Animated stuff, I could see this one being really good. But when they start mentioning live action, I started getting a little bit hesitant on it because I just don't I don't know. It's just it's just something about live action stuff. It's not even just, you know, like with video game related stuff. It can be even with um with like anime. Related stuff like animated stuff makes sense, but when they start doing live at adaptations of it, there's just some things that this doesn't translate well when you having a live person do it in comparison to just having to animate it animated because you know animated stuff you can do crazier stuff um in, in you know in comparison to like just live action where I, I I honestly always think back to this like when they made Avatar: The Last Airbender, you know obviously that's an animated show. You know, you do all the water, earth, fire, air bending, and all that stuff. Looks really cool on the screen. When they did the live action version of it in the movie, you know, there's only so much you can do in terms of like flipping around or acting like you're raising earth or shooting fire. Fireballs out of your hand. There's only so much you can do with it, though. So I, I am kind of skeptical about how in the world this Mega Man movie will actually turn out. I mean, I don't even know what the dude would look like. Like, like this. This look at Mega Man and the way how he wears that helmet and stuff. Like, imagine some other dude that's wearing a random old helmet and a blue suit. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it with a blaster on his hand, I I just feel like he's gonna be off. I don't know. It, it's just something about it. I, I I don't know how I quite feel, but I don't know if it's gonna like light the world on fire or anything like that, though. But but yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say on that though. But if you happen to be a Mega Man fan and you're looking forward to this, you know, kudos to you because uh-huh, I don't know how well this is gonna do though. But um, for, but hopefully for your Mega Man fans, hopefully it's entertaining at least, whether it be for good or bad. Um, hopefully it's entertaining for y'all. Um, nonetheless, well, let's go ahead and move over to my very last pop culture segment of the of this segment. And that is none other than Spider-Man No Way Home success. No, I have not seen the movie just yet. However, this movie has lit the world on fire because it's literally like the second all-time best in terms of grossing um, movie period history right behind Endgame. Like Endgame was number one and Spider-Man No Way Home is like number two. And I am like, that, that's just going to say something. Like normally I'm that diehard Marvel fan. I will usually see the movie On Friday, but you know, with it being the holiday season and stuff, I I had to sacrifice a few days so that way I can watch it with my whole entire family. Um, I actually going to see it tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, going to catch it as a matinee. So that's the plan for me, though. But if you happen to watch this movie already, from what I heard in the general consensus, a lot of people have enjoyed it. But I just have a sneaking suspicion. I'm not going into spoilers. Because I, I don't know anything beyond the trailers that I've seen, though. But I have a sneaking suspicion that something sad or something bad happens in this movie. Obviously not the Spider Man or not the Doctor Strange, because we know Doctor Strange is getting another movie um next year though. But I feel like some side character, something bad happens to somebody in this movie as a consequence to, you know, Spidey wanting to go and um, you know, change, you know, history and stuff like that in terms of who it basically knows his identity and whatnot, though. Cause I mean, he, he can't handle that social pressure like most of the other Avengers. I normally do though I just have a sneaking suspicion that that's gonna be the case so I'll, I'll check back in next time I have my next Zarkast episode um and just kind of give a vibe check on it I, I don't know at some point I'll probably will do like a review over the movie like how I do with most Marvel movies except for Eternals I've been a little slow on making that Eternals review like I, I was like halfway into the script or whatever done I just never got to finish it I was gonna try to drop it out within like these uh these 25 days leading up to christmas though but it just never happened i don't know partially not super motivated because it's not like the best all-time movie or anything like that but nonetheless i still want to kind of get my thoughts on it though because i I got to at some point though but yeah but look forward to that review whenever i do watch the movie and i I sit down and do it i don't know if it's just going to be me as a solo or i actually might round up a group of my friends because i know a lot of them are actually going to go and watch this movie and might do like as a group discussion i don't know which way i'll take it though but nonetheless, I will sit down and give my full thoughts on the movie whenever it finally does release, though. Or not when it releases. <laughs> not when I finally actually get to sit down and watch it. Man, because this has been, like, torture. I have, to, I have to put, like, a whole bunch of mute words up on Twitter and stuff like that. Make sure that I don't um, accidentally spoil myself. Like, I got, like all these hashtags, Spider-Man, Spidey, anything related to the movie, I probably already got it muted in terms of the words on Twitter, though. But yeah, that's basically all I had to say on that Spider-Man No Way Home, but if you happen to watch the movie so far, no spoilers, let me know in the comment section down below what all that you think about the movie. You could could Richter scale it on on a scale of 10 um, where you place this movie at, though. But yeah, that's basically going to do it for all of my pop culture segments that I got planned for tonight, so let's go ahead and move over to the next major segment, that being what's in the gaming news all right so starting off with the first topic i got listed out is we did have the game awards that happened within the past week or two or so and we've we managed to go through and actually figure out who won all the different categories. Unfortunately, Metroid Dread did not win Game of the Year. And I, I am kind of a little bit salty about that because I felt like that was a shoe in I have a decent chance because it did win Best Action Adventure of the Year. Which normally, if you get one of those kind of rewards, it does kind of give you a little bit of confidence kind of going into that, that final Game of the Year you know, award with all the different nominees and stuff i did like it whenever they always go through and play like an orchestra relate um orchestrated piece of like all the different music for all the different nominees for game of the year that part always is pretty sick even though there's some games that or actually a lot of them besides metro dread that i hadn't played it just always sounds so good to hear so i always do love that little bit of enjoyment though but one game that I actually did manage to win was it takes two which I'm kind of shocked by like i I don't I, I knew it was gonna do well but I didn't think it was gonna do that well where it actually won game of the year so that was kind of shocking especially since um in order to play the game you have to play it with two different people and it's, you, you know you can't just do it alone like literally, it literally takes two so I was like I, I was genuinely shocked about it one other thing I was shocked about was the fact that There was like a a family award um, category that usually Nintendo wins every single year, right? They literally had WarioWare, they had Mario Party Superstars. I think they had even Mario um 3D World plus Bowser's Fury and some other Nintendo game. I'm not thinking off of the top of my head. They had all of that stuff there in that one category. And the one thing that was not Nintendo related was it takes two. So I looked at that thinking, oh, for sure. I thought Mario Party Superstars was gonna win. Because I, you know, I heard a lot of good things about the game, and even with my experience playing through the game. It's actually, you know, very fluid in terms of the online, and and it just it's just a blast from the past when me going back and playing certain Mario Party games, especially the Mario Party three related stuff, because that's what I had on the N sixty four back in the day, though. But to my shock and surprise, it takes two won that category. I don't know how it won Family Game. but I was like, what the heck? Like normally Nintendo's a shoo-in for this, though. So I was like, I was like, okay, that was a big curveball right there. But outside of that, um in terms of the overall experience from the game Awards, it was fun sitting down and watching it with my friends. I do have a you know my whole entire reaction to the game Awards on my channel if you want to go through and watch all of it. I even clipped out um the the Sonic Frontiers um, reaction trailer that we did. That was probably the most entertaining kind of reaction that I think we got from my little group that watched it though. But overall, it, it was okay. I felt like there was way too many ads. I feel like the show could be shortened down a little bit because the show was like three hours long, three and a half, if you want to include the pre-show. So basically, running from like what was it, six thirty to seven for the pre-show, and seven to ten. This is Central Standard Time. Um, seven to ten for the main show. So I feel like you know, condense that mess down. I do want them to kind of give more respect or, you know, more homage to, um, to the people that are getting the awards. Cause I feel like they talk real quick and say, Oh, it's so nice to have this or whatever though. And then they hurry off the stage and boom, there's another world premiere or something like that, or like a, another onslaught of different ads for the show. So that's the one thing i kind of wish that they kind of improve was, um, put more spotlights on the game developers and make sure that, um, cut down on the ads and definitely cut down on the time i feel like there's somehow some way you probably could have t- trimmed off one hour of the show and it probably would have felt a lot better because it would have been a lot more condensed a lot more of a concise show i think that's like my most major criticism towards the show but in terms of stuff that was shown in terms of announcements i think the biggest things was the, the sonic movie trailer sonic Frontiers. persona 4 arena which was actually announced in the pre-show that's coming out to modern consoles that being you know steam ps4 as well as switch that's coming out in like march of next year and what was the other thing i felt like there was one other thing uh i guess they technically showed hellblade off for um people that really like the xbox i thought there might have been one more my oh yeah they did showcase off a little bit more elden Ring, but outside of that that was about it in terms of the major stuff everything else is a sort of kind of smaller announcements sort of kind of new stuff but it wasn't anything super major or anything like that though so yeah so overall war show was okay it it was somewhat entertaining i still feel like it got a ways to go in terms of you know just improving the quality of the show but nonetheless it's it's always a somewhat a fun time to actually sit around with a group of fans and um, friends and just kind of sit around and talk about video games and related stuff with our own unique award show which is the only award show i normally like to watch because i don't watch the grammys i don't watch um the oscars or anything like that like this this is the one show i actually sit down and watch though but it, you gotta let me know in the comment section down below what all that you think about this um about this award show and did you feel like anything got wrong once again i will always say this my boy, Neo. the World Ends With You got robbed in terms of it being a great RPG that didn't even get in the nominations. I don't understand how the heck that happened, though. But that's my one little nitpick, though. But that's all I got to say on the Game Awards, so we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic, and that is none other than we actually got a little story where Nintendo is actually investing more office space in Japan. And it is kind of interesting, because I think it's basically all thanks to... Um, It's all thanks to the success that the Switch has been doing in comparison to what the Wii U did, where Nintendo's actually able to invest like literally billions of dollars to where they're going to be able to expand um, their headquarters out a little bit more in Japan. Because I think they're going to have two different sites um, added right next to the building where they're going to be able to add more um, to it though, which is going to help with you know with game development a little bit more in terms of them um, improving um, their resources. Because as we can see, um, they're actually doing the construction right now. And I think I wanted to say, in terms of the, the report, um, it's going to take about a couple of years or so in order for them to be able to kind of build everything um, for it, though. And yeah, it is $2.64 billion um, that they're putting up into this, though. And and basically, with this infrastructure um, increase, hopefully that helps with game development. Because they are trying to plan to do more stuff in-house than rather than um, then resource it out to other companies. So obviously more space, more development, um, more development things that you have access to and stuff like that. You'd be able to do things more so in-house than rather branch them all out, which you know will kind of help for Nintendo. And I do know, I think I remember hearing a report where I think at one point um, they were actually moving Game Freak's um, employees kind of closer to Nintendo. So that way they can kind of feed off of them in terms of if they need help on like that, like little things like that where you have other companies that are not other companies, but other franchises that are being made in the works. If you're able to collaborate with another team that knows how to do XYZ a little better to help your ABC, then, Hey, that can, that can go a whole lot. Um, That can go a whole ways. And hopefully, uh, you know, fingers crossed on this, there, there's no guarantee on this though, but hopefully they might be able to find a way to be able to use this to be able to kind of help upgrade their things like the Nintendo Switch Online, my Nintendo, and some other um, services that they currently provide, where we all know as fans, where they could probably go the extra mile, shoot, probably an extra three, four, five miles to be honest, though, in terms of improving their quality with with the online service. That way, it could be somewhat kind of compatible um, to the um, to what PlayStation has with PlayStation Plus and PS Now. And then, obviously, with Xbox um, Live, Gold, and, you know, their Game Pass. I don't think Nintendo's going to throw anything out there like their Game Pass, though. But I would like to see Nintendo do something similar on the lines of almost having their Game Pass equivalent, but with their retro games and what they're trying to do with the Nintendo Switch Online with the NES, SNES, and N64 games currently, as well as um, they they teamed up with Sega to get the Genesis games up on there, though. But, yeah, that's basically all my big major hopes that uh, Nintendo will be able to do, at least in the foreseeable future, though. So hopefully, you know, these improvements actually lead to, you know, some some really good change. You know, it will be really nice to kind of see all of that play out, though. But let's go ahead and move over to the next story. And that is none other than we actually managed to get a potential leak of Persona 4 Golden. Now, originally, like what I mentioned earlier, we got confirmation that Persona 4 um, Arena is coming to modern consoles um, in the year of, um, of 2022 in March. However, um, I did notice one person off of Twitter at um, ScrambleFaz where he, he noticed a little ch- um, change up within the site because originally um, there was like a site where it had all of the Persona 4 uh, arena information. And yes, and gonna throw this out here, it is confirmed from one of the developers that this is only gonna be a digital release. Unfortunately, it's not going to have physical in it, though. But I did want to kind of share that out as well, though. But anyway, in in the, um, oh, shoot. From what he noticed is that there was like a version 2 that was posted up on the Persona 4 Arena website that addresses that there's a midnight channel collection for the PS4 and the Switch. And apparently that midnight collection will basically be a bundle that includes Persona 4 Golden with Persona 4 Arena and i'm like oh shoot if that be the case finally 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 we can get persona 4 golden you know off like currently you can play the game on steam but that's basically it but you'll be able to we'll be able to get it off of computers and actually get it onto our actual consoles where we're actually able to play it and that would be really nice because you know currently the only persona games i play is persona 5 royal that i have on my ps5 right now which is you know, obviously PS4 game, al- along with um, Persona 5 Strikers, which I own on my Switch, though. So it would be really nice if I can have Persona 4 Golden, at least I'll have some context and some background because I do want to get Persona 4 Arena nonetheless. Even if we do or don't get Persona 4 Golden, I still want to play Arena. Probably will get it on my Switch so that way I can play with some of my other friends because from what I heard, a lot of people really like that game because apparently it's pretty good. It's a fighting game, though. So I am looking forward to that one. But hopefully if they give out Golden as well, you know good you know oh shoot i know i will get that game i'll pick that up and i'll pick up arena and uh oh shoot i don't know how many hours it takes to complete persona 4 golden though but i'll do that investment like i did with um persona 5 royal and uh i, I-, I managed to make my way through that game i'll I'll try to get through that game though but yeah so persona 4 golden currently it- it's elite technically it's rumor until we we got some really hardcore concrete stuff but the fact that they kind of tripped up on their website and someone was able to notice this with the Midnight Collection and stuff makes me think it might be closer on the lines of a leak. So if they were planning on, you know, bundling this with uh, with the Persona 4 arena, we would get confirmation of this here fairly soon. I would think probably in the month of January because, you know, this is arena is supposed to come out of March and you're trying to bundle them together. We'll have to hear something about it between now and then. Because this is all in efforts, uh, you know, Persona's 25th anniversary where they're supposed to have several announcements. So I imagine the next announcement that for the Persona 25th anniversary, what it is, that's probably the Persona 4 golden announcement. What is being tied into Persona 4 Arena for modern consoles. So I think that's where they're probably leaning at in terms of their next plans for the persona 25th anniversary though but y'all gotta let me know down in the comment section down below are you excited by this news have you been curious like me that wanted to play persona 4 golden but never had like a really good opportunity or a chance outside of pc especially a pc game ain't really much your thing you'd rather have it on consoles so yeah so you gotta let me know down in the comment section down below or just you know at me on twitter just just let me know your thoughts on this i'm just very kind of curious to Just to kind of hear your thoughts, though. But yeah, so, so far, so good. Having, you know, a pretty good, swell little time over here on my um, Zarkast episode, though. But we do have to hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of Zarcast is brought to you by The Bell. And no, I do not mean Taco Bueno. If you're thinking this is the Taco Bueno um, sort of kind of sponsor right here, no, heck no, no. Get get that out of your mind. There's only one true bell. Now, with that aside, um, this episode is brought to you by The Bell. And, um, you know, every now and then, you're just craving some non-authentic um mexican food but you know you get that quick easy and convenient stuff that you get from the drive-thru right so you you pull through the drive-thru and then you know you, you order yourself a burrito maybe maybe a taco or maybe a taco or something like that like them fiery or them nacho cheese dorito shells or something like that and then you just whip on through there and whatnot though and then you get up to the drive-thru and you're like hey and then they're like, man, why in the world did you order a burrito, a taco, two boxes, a, a large Baja Blast, a large pink lemonade, and then you turn around and um, got some, um, some some of them Cinnabon Delights and whatever, though, and then you got, like, a whole bunch of chips and cheese and stuff like that, and then you got, like, a number two and a number three, and then they're like, bruh, like, like why in the world? And then he turns around and looks at you through the car, and then notice you got, like like... Ten kids in the back, like your wife up there, and then you got like a couple like your cousin and your uncle and aunt up in the car. And, and you know they're gonna get a little frustrated with you, so then they might they might do something to your food. So you're feeling really good eating that food up in the car, and then you get home and then you get the runs and stuff, because you, you know how it is with Mexican food. Like normally you actually get the runs, but they wind up doing something to your food and then you you know, that, that stuff can kind of tear up your stomach a little bit. All right. Well, this is a sponsored segment, so I probably should be saying some good things about the Bell rather than the bad stuff. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, I I went to the Bell not too long ago. I think it was like just a couple of days ago. I went through there and got... Um, one of the, the most recent boxes. It's like a it's like a grilled cheese burrito or whatever though. That, that you, you can't go wrong with that sucker. That sucker always kinda hits with me um in just the right way to eat the burrito. I wind up eating that chalupa. Man, if, if you get them chalupas and you roll through there and then uh you get one of them cold chalupas where the chalupa ain't even warm like the you know like the shell or whatnot though, man, that that's almost be tasting like hot trash. Okay, okay, I I, I guess I need to back it up again though. But but the Dorito but the Dorito taco is pretty good though. But I'm never always able to kind to get to that because there's so much food up in that box though but the nacho cheese chips will be hitting pretty good though unless you get that cold kind of cheese that they just kind of scrape from the bottom of the pan and look like a little crusty or whatever now i i, I digress I, I can't go that way again though uh anyway I, I i better wrap this up though but uh make sure to go ahead and swing by the bell if you're craving that that good mexican but non-authentic mexican food where you just want it quick and cheap and hopefully (laughs) you have the right kind of people over there um making the food oh gosh i I might get in trouble for this um this sponsor right here though uh 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 uh, the bell uh you got good food Just, just just work with your employees a little bit just work with your employees oh shoot i better hurry up and get this thing going on all right so back to the show All right, so starting off with the next topic, uh, we do have some confirmation that we are having a brand new service that's being brought over to Sony, and it's sort of kind of in the rumor mill moment at, you know, at the current moment though. But we do have some kind of thing codenamed Spartacus, where Sony is going to be planning off a service where it's going to be some being able to compete against uh, Microsoft's Game Pass, not quite to that level of degree, but something close enough. Where it can somewhat compete against it, though. So, in this thing, we get the report from somebody where it says, hey, they're going to be able to combine PlayStation Plus, which, you know, that's where they have all of their online services and stuff. You get, like, free monthly games and stuff like that. They're going to try to combine that with PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now is a service where you're able to play older related games, like some ps 3 some PS2s, or stuff like that. Um, games. Some of it, a lot of it, where you're able to download now. But originally, it wasn't like that. Originally, you were able to actually um stream them. There's a small selection where you're able to stream. Some of them, you're able to download. So imagine incorporating some of the stuff with PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. And that's what they're sort of kind of trying to do. Probably with some other unique little twists that they're going to try to do up in there, though. But I think that's their direction of where they want to do this um, in terms of the Spartakus codename report. And apparently to them, it's going to be like three different tiers. I imagine the first tier is going to be like mm, about five or six bucks a month. The next tier is going to be about eight-ish or something like that. And then the next tier is going to be like 12 bucks. And I think at the high-end tier, at that high dollar one, that's where you're going to have all the PlayStation Plus, all the PlayStation Now and maybe some other little extra stuff sprinkled up in there, though. But it seems like that is going to be a thing that's going to be trying to launch and try to compete with Xbox um, within the year of 2022. So I mean, we're definitely going to have to kind of keep an eye out on that to see exactly how um, how well this service could potentially do or if we get any other extra confirmation or some tidbits on it because it, it is being passed around from different um, news outlets in terms of um, what this service could basically entail as we kind of progress in the future though but i am kind of curious to see how well it all plays out though but yeah so so yeah if you're if you're a big sony fan you know PlayStation fan where you you know you're like doing all of this stuff what in terms of you know playing your games online maybe maybe you're like one of those people that really love yourself some call of duty or something like that or like some nba or whatever though you can actually play pay for online are you willing to pay a little extra to kind of get a little bit more out of this service that might be somewhat on a similar but not quite playing, fit, playing field with um, Xbox's Game Pass. We'll have to wait and see exactly how this goes, but I am curious nonetheless, though. So. Oh, hold on. Hold on here. I think we got somebody that managed to pop up in here. Give me one second here real quick. All right, Steven. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going?
1: It's going good. Just, just trying to re- relax today. Got work tomorrow. Play some hopefully, well, I finished Spider-Man Miles Morales today, but I'm doing New Game Plus. This game looks like amazing.
0: Huh. Alrighty, I yeah. Went,
1: went straight from FNAF Security Breach to this game, and one of them looks great, one of them does not.
0: Hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I think, rec- to- well, I'll talk about that probably a little later in uh, the episode where I'll talk about which games I've been playing recently, though, But. Yeah. but yeah. Yeah, we've been playing some good games. We've been playing some good games. You jump right into the, the segment where I started talking to, I just finished talking about that news report of the Spartacus thing where, you know, where it was like some stuff that was going around between some news outlets where they were combined or where Sony was basically would try to find a somewhat um game pass equivalent to um to you know Microsoft's yeah. game pass or whatever though where they're gonna basically fuse together PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, and then probably throw some extra kudos stuff that we don't know about. And basically having that sort of kind of equivalent and have like three tiers for it or something like that.
1: I don't know. I think that would be a neat idea. But right now, PlayStation Plus already isn't really that good of like a deal. I I don't know. PlayStation Plus is like, okay, you get online, you get two free games a month. So it's already better than like Nintendo's online service. But like, I'd still say Game Pass, even if it's more expensive, gives you so much more. Like, you know, Game Pass Ultimate, at least. If you get Game Pass Ultimate at a good price, it is $100 for a year. And with how much you get, it's amazing. It's an amazing deal. Yeah. Well, PlayStation Plus, it's really, like, you might have a good time, you might not. It really depends. Like, it has exclusive content for certain games, which, you know, Xbox doesn't really have that, per se. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you get some exclusive content for games only with PS Plus. But not a lot. Not yeah. a lot at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. not a lot.
1: Like, now, And PlayStation Now, I've really heard nothing good about. People always say, like, it's, like, in- input delay is always kind of a bit weird on that. I don't know if you've ever heard anyone talk about that.
0: I hadn't heard anybody talk about it, though. But I do remember originally, and I, I mentioned this, like, maybe a few minutes ago, where apparently with like PlayStation Now, it used to be a whole bunch of games you could only stream. And nowadays, I think there's like, what, maybe 80 to 90% of games where you're actually able to download them now. Like you don't have to stream them. There's a small selection of games where you do have to stream them, but a lot of those games are actually able to download them. So if you're able to download them, there shouldn't be no latency at all. So maybe it's for those few games that are only streamable at that point, or maybe you might've heard stuff from them saying that when the game was Only streamable at that point, but maybe it's not. Maybe you're able to download it now, though. But that's just a few things I heard about it. But not a lot of people know about PlayStation Now in comparison to, like, PlayStation Plus.
1: Like, like I'm looking at this. PlayStation Now, like, it's got... Like, like, big games-wise, it's got, like, God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. It's got those. But, like, I'm looking at the uh, must-see on PlayStation Now. And they put Last of Us Part 2 at, like, the front. And I'm just like, oh my god.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: like, it's just, PS Now, just, I, I something about it I just don't like, per se. It's just, they don't, really advertise it with the weird games, while Game Pass constantly gets good games. And it's so easy. You have Game Pass, and you just, just download the games. You have them basically. Yeah, cuz I think
0: that's the reason why I think they're trying to do the Spartacus thing cuz they know that there's some value with what they do have with PlayStation, but it's kind of scattered, it's not as organized, it's not as flashy as like no. what Game Pass is. So I think that's why they're trying to rework the system.
1: Yeah, like I don't think PlayStation's online service is as good as Xbox, but I think but I do think that it would only be a good thing because, you know, even if it's, like, not good on its own, not only is it, like, you know, not only is PlayStation gonna have to try hard to compete with Game Pass, which I think they want to do, I think they do really want to compete with Game Pass, because Game Pass has kind of become one of those big things that, if you have an Xbox, you have Game Pass, for the most part. Most, most people have Game Pass now.
0: Pretty just much. Such
1: Especially, like, you know, with how much the series... Like, the Series S is finally being restocked. So, like, people are getting digital games a lot more. And if they're getting digital games a lot more, then what's better What's better than Game Pass?
0: Oh, no. You're getting the Series S at that point, you're pretty much only getting <laughs> You're only getting if it, to basically. Because if all your games are digital at that point, you might as well have Game Pass. It really doesn't make any other kind of sense, to be honest.
1: Yeah. But then, like, I'm looking at, like... And I, wasn't one of the big rumors about Spartacus is that they're going to have, like, old games on there, PS1, PS2, sh- shit like that.
0: Yeah, I think which I, I think that's where they get the whole PlayStation. Because S- PlayStation P- now has some PS1s and PS2 games in there. But I imagine they're going to dump more in there than what we probably have at the moment with <laughs> PlayStation now. And that's going to be the top of the tier. Like, I think they're yeah. trying to split it up into three tiers. That right. would be, like, the top three tier thing that's probably going to be 12 bucks a month or something like that
1: yeah like let's be honest that's really the stuff that people care about that's like Basically. really the only stuff that people actually, like when people when you when you hear people say oh I wanna you know I, I wanna like get like this PlayStation thing or like I don't know it's like you know they're gonna mainly advertise it with oh play PS one PS2 play all these old games or Xbox. They, you know, they add backwards compatibility, and I'm pretty sure for most of those games, they do add them to the Xbox Store. I think?
0: I think so. I'm not 100% sure.
1: Either way, you can access so many of them. Like, I can go on the Xbox Store right now and, like, buy Sonic Unleashed. It's there. I could just get it. Yeah. Well, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, you have a very limited selection of ps3 games
0: yeah that is true but yeah so I think that's about it in terms of the the Spartacus stuff and we'll, oh. we'll move over to the the next PlayStation thing here real quick because I'm uh, at, I'm they had by. oh go ahead
1: I'm looking at the uh downloadable games for a PS now and like it's got a lot of From what I'm seeing, it's got more games than Game Pass, but it's got a lot more games that are, like, not good and games that people don't care about that much.
0: Yeah, I do know the selection of games is fairly small. I remember, actually, it was a few days ago, I think I went through and looked through their collection, and I just saw some stuff because I was just curious. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's not enough in here for me to try to make that investment for. It's 60 bucks a year, yeah.
1: The UI is much worse.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Not even to mention, half of these games that you get for PS Now Limited, you can get with PS Plus. Like, you know, at least on PS5, you have the PlayStation Plus collection that has, like, 20 games for free. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, if you're getting, like... 'Cause you know, obviously people still have a PS four, but like Spartacus is gonna be mostly marketed for PS five owners.
0: Oh no, it, it's only they're... gonna it's only gonna be that. It's only gonna be there. At yeah, that point be, they, they gotta be... move on.
1: Like I'm looking at this PlayStation exclusives on PS now. God of War, Little Big Planet Three, Last of Us, Last of Us Two. Like a couple a couple like there's not that many actually. It's there's Shadow of the Colossus PS3, which I think a lot of people like. That's like the only other one I could think of that like people actually care about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like it's very scattered. Like you have Uncharted, but only like two of them. Well, Game Pass, you know, with Game Pass they treat their Xbox exclusives. You know, you, I'm pretty sure you have basically every single like Doom game on there. You got every oh, a good amount of Fallout obviously uh halo all of them are on there like they really care about their series like you know make it at least xbox cares about making sure as many people can play them as possible while playstation's like oh we want to have more exclusives and yeah they do have more exclusives but like they really don't like to sell you those
0: yeah because i think they pretty much like because i know xbox is idea behind it is they're willing to take a loss in terms of you know because i i feel like they're wasting or not wasting i feel like they're um losing a bit of money i don't know how much money they're losing but yeah. i feel like they're losing a little bit because i feel like the value of x or game pass is probably going to go up in gears because of how much extra stuff they keep dumping up in it, though, but they're more willing to to risk it for those dollar amounts like that. Because you know, Microsoft has a ton of money to be honest, though. Like the gaming division is like very small in comparison to everything else they got in comparison to Sony, which I think is a, a tiny little bit more reserved. But we're gonna go ahead and bounce over to the next PlayStation topic because uh, apparently we got some news within like the past few days or something like that, where they're actually releasing more colors for the faceplates for the PS Five. And they're actually introducing three, or technically five, faceplate colors that are new, as well as three brand new controllers that are um, brand new colors. So what we have over here, and I can't remember the official names of everything though. I do remember it was like Starlight Blue, and some kind of version of a pink, a purple, and then obviously the, the traditional black and red that we already have as controllers. But those two are coming as faceplates though. So honestly, so now you're, you're now you're going to be able to kind of customize your stuff a little bit more. And you want the red one?
1: I want the red one, man. I think Bronto said he likes the purple. Like a lot of people like the purple and the uh, the navy blue. I really like the red, and I think they're making controllers of the colors that they just announced, right? They announced yeah, controllers.
0: For the yeah, they're announcing the controllers. The yeah, it's not it's not navy blue. It's it's like a light blue, and I guess the official term yeah. for it is like starlight blue. I mean, for me, I want to get the light blue one. And uh, the controllers are up right now. You're able to pre-order them on the PlayStation Store or at certain select retailers. Like for me, I went ahead and pre-ordered the Starlight Blue controller through Best Buy. And I think through Best Buy, I think the release date for it is on January 22nd. But if you would have done it through the PlayStation website or whatever, though, you could get it. I think that would be the absolute earliest you can get it. And it's like middle of the month. It's like January 14th or 15th or something like that. But I was like, I I just like Best Buy because at least I can go there. It'll be easier to do a return if something were crazy to happen or something like that. And two, my my rewards with Best Buy. So that's the reason why I just got it from them.
1: So I guess they're like, since, you know, due to the PS5's unique color scheme, this is going to be their alternative to making special editions or making new colors for just consoles?
0: I really hope so because it'll be so much easier just the which I think the plates they cost like fifty five bucks standard. There'd yeah. probably be more yeah. if it was a special edition. But it'll be much to... easier buying those plates and replacing those for a limited edition than going out and buying a whole new console, which it's already hard to buy a console to begin with, and trying to get a limited edition that way. I feel like it's gonna be a much better approach.
1: Yeah. At least for me, I'd probably just get like a custom plate for like probably a bit cheaper.
0: Now, I do remember I think D-brand was the one that most people were getting before PlayStation did their official stuff. And surprisingly, I think D-Brand sold their thing for about it was 50-ish. Like these official plates are 55. D-brand stuff, I think, More. was like right around 50-ish. It was like five or six bucks cheaper than the official one. So yeah, that plastic is still gonna cost no matter what. Now, if you get anything yeah. cheaper than that, it's I guess, there might be some stuff that's cheaper than that, but the quality, I don't think, is as high as what would be D-Brand or the official Sony ones.
1: I will say, like, you know, and if you're skilled, obviously you can make your own. You can spray paint your own if you're actually good at it.
0: If you're good at it, because if you're anybody like me, my art is kind of limited, and I I know I would mess up something. I will mess up something.
1: There's probably going to be some, like, fucking maniacs out there that just take off the plates and just never put new ones on like they just use the ps5 without the white plates on the side oh no
0: that 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 look like, horrendous like a, like, what the heck? Know, like a
1: naked like a naked ps5 <laughs> it'd
0: be like a naked router <laughs> oh no you know somebody's gonna post random images up when they're, they're taking I the plates off
1: Maybe no. I would do that. No
0: man, you're it's gonna mess like, the console up. You're gonna mess it up. Like, somehow.
1: It's got it's got like a, j it's got the giant fan exposed. Oh wait, actually somebody made a someone actually made a curved I'm gonna send this in talking back. I don't know even know if you can like put this no mic, I mean. I'm gonna send this in no mic. I don't know if you can put this on the stream, but like something like this would be really cool if they make like different shaped ones. Hmm. That's one that I like, shows the fan and has, I would argue, a better design. But, like, I, I like the design of the PS5, but I would say that this is better.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it. Oh, mm, I don't know how I would feel with the whole, Uh, what is it? With or that whole, the um, the with the fan being exposed where you're able to see it like that. I don't know. That kind of turns well,
1: me like, off. The Series X kind of does the same thing on top of the, you know, the top Series X is just. You know, they make it green, but, like, obviously, it's just to let more, like, air out. I don't really think it needs it, because, like, I I don't know, at least for me, I hardly hear my PS5 when I'm playing a game. I don't hear that thing at all. I hear it when it's turning on or booting up a game, but that's it. That's hardly a bad thing.
0: Yeah, and I got it up on the screen right now. I'm I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, the fan is pretty cool, and, and, and I don't really hear it too much, to be honest, though. The, the most I ever would hear it is, like, if you're sticking a disc in for the first time, and you're trying to have the thing install a game, that's the most that you hear that thing grind, but any kind of system will grind when you're trying to install something like that, or, you know, whatever, though.
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, obviously, at this point, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't need to be said, but, like, they should, you know, now that we have PS5, like, skins and stuff, Make more PS fives. People want it. I should like I shouldn't have had to go wait online for seven hours just to get one. That's ridiculous. It's not like it was launch day. You know, on Thanksgiving when I was waiting for a PS five for seven hours. It's not like it was launch day. I just really wanted one.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean I shouldn't
1: have to do that for any system a year after it releases
0: that's the problem the world we live in the whole COVID effect thing it's it's still hitting the industry pretty hard i mean i mean shoot i think there was even one and i I didn't even report about this in one of my episodes though or actually this this is actually fairly recent though but I, i remember seeing one tweet where they said hey you, you want to know how crazy, like, like I think there was one, or there's two things I, I wanted to share real quick. One, you can yeah. look at the sales reports over there in Japan. Japan almost sold up to, like, almost 500,000 units for the Switch dispersed between uh the, not 500,000, it, it was a good chunk, between the Switch OLED, the standard base Switch, and the Switch Lite. However, if you looked at how many PS5s sold in Japan, it was 1,000-something in comparison to the the few hundred thousand that the switch was able to sell like Japan lit or not Japan, but Sony literally is pushing more PS five units, not saying, Hey, Japan, you're getting literally squat. Cause we're going to give it to some of these other higher demand countries like us here in America and people over there across the pond in Europe where they know they're going to yeah. sell like more like hotcakes over there. Like that. that's how crazy but, it's getting.
1: But the thing about the PS five in that case started is, um, it's if you think about it, it's selling tremendously good. If they're if they're literally if all of their stock is immediately being bought, yeah, it's high demand and they're not meeting that demand, but they are like selling every single console they make. So like PlayStation isn't gonna do a damn thing. I do think it's gonna get slightly better.
0: It because should like, get slightly better in the year of 2022. That drop
1: was big. Well, yeah. Not yeah. only just like, yeah, that Thanksgiving drop, there was, you know, there was 20 PS5s at my store and 24 Xboxes. I could have gotten there at like 2 o'clock instead of 10. Wait, you
0: said how much? You said how
1: much? 20, PA, 20 PS5s. And
0: all physical Xboxes or digital or?
1: Oh, they were all disc. They were all disc. Pretty PS5s, but like that line got big really fast. There was someone waiting there for 30 hours before me because they wanted to make sure they have to go out searching to even find info on how to get one. I just don't like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. You know, with me,
1: like, you know, I I told you about the stories of, you know, me literally going onto Walmart the second that it opened and still not getting one because it kicked me out of queue. It's frustrating.
0: Yeah. It is frustrating and I think we're going to probably run into these issues further along as we go into, I think a good chunk of 2022, I would say almost a summer slash maybe early fall we're probably still gonna be running to these issues because it's not just like consoles like the series x and the ps5 it's also with you know anything ranging from cars and you know even with laptops or computers and stuff like that or if you're trying to mess with sound quite like the chip shortage is real basically across the board we just see it hard because you know we're just invested in the gaming space though but know some people that are trying yeah. to get cars as well and they can't they can't get what they want because they don't got the certain chip to yeah. put up in it so i mean it, it, it's just gonna it's just gonna take a while for things to kind of pick back up to where they are yeah it is kind of crazy what is it it's gonna be like what two and a half years almost wor- working like this i'm like bro yeah,
1: yeah I, th- I think the main thing that's just annoying with ps5 specifically because you know everything has shortages Like you know, I could go buy a Switch right now, and like maybe it would be a slightly like you know I might buy a Switch for like maybe fifty above asking price, while a PS Five it sells for five hundred, and I can get one for like eight hundred minimum, and that's not even new. Like a new PS Five in sealed would be like a thousand, on average, and that's ridiculous. Double the price. For something already that expensive is stupid. It's yeah. not shipping price either. It's like no, it's just artificially inflating it because they know they can. It's not like the Switch, where obviously enough have been sold already. Like you know, the Switch hasn't the Switch already sold over hundred million. I think right. Or it's getting uh, close. Sure I think. It,
0: I think. I think. Basically, when, when we get updated numbers. Now. When we get updated numbers going will, into like beginning of January, I'm pretty sure it will pass that threshold. Cause literally, like what, what the week of Black million. Friday, the week of Black Friday, Be I check. think, Be it check. sold one million units. The week of Black Friday. So yeah, I, I don't know if we have any I don't I hadn't seen any official I, I, numbers the past hundred, but I'm thinking it's probably getting there now.
1: Yeah, okay. So the last sales data data we had was apparently ninety-two million units. Yeah, a 92 million units have been sold, which and means that, it is sold. It's sold almost. I'm pretty sure almost six times as much as the Wii U, and more than the entire 3DS family of systems. I think. Yeah,
0: and I know we would have definitely like, surpassed it by now because uh, what was it? Oh, that was the other thing I was about to mention. Like how I mentioned that that previous story with the with the Japan sales. It. I think somebody tweeted out and said, hey, if you want to know how bad the the shortage is right now, the PS4 plus PS5 barely equal the amount of sales of what the Switch sold currently for what was this holiday season around like the Black Friday time. But in comparison to previous years, when it was the Xbox One, the PS4, and yes, even the Wii U, those combination of those three systems sold way more um, consoles than where we at with the PS5, the Switch, and the Xbox Series X. And I was like, what the freak? I was like, that, yeah, that just kind of shows not, you the scale of, you know, where we at right now across the board.
1: Yeah, not even to mention the whole thing about um, the, the difference with that, is that uh PS, well, well, Switch, obviously, has been going on for four years, and as much as I like where Pokemon games are headed, they obviously sell tons of systems. You know, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming out before Black Friday with a Switch Lite. Oh, yeah, it had a Switch Lite, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it had a special edition Switch Lite. I kind of wanted to get it, but I'm like, I I really didn't need it.
1: I don't know. I think that I think the sword and shield one honestly looks better. If we're talking about how it looks, it had the different colored buttons on different I, sides, which I, I think this, is better I guess I'm
0: not a big fan of different colored buttons. I like some uniformity like with, with my kind of stuff. There was, I don't
1: know. there was that one there was that one three DS that had the uh Famicom buttons. It was really cool. Yeah. Like but it's yeah. just preference, I guess. But like, you know, it's just the Switch is only selling more while the PS5 yeah it's it's technically selling more but it's selling the same amount. Like I guarantee there's probably a bunch of unsold switches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not every single not every single switch is sold.
0: Not every single one, but they they tend to fly off the the shelf a little faster, obviously than other things. I've it's like, well, if you, if you ain't gonna get an Xbox Series X or a PS5 for Christmas, what's the next uh-huh. best thing you're gonna and, do? You're gonna yeah, sell a Switch because literally, I had a cousin yeah. that I get he wanted a PS5 for a while, um, and this yeah. was like what earlier this year? Well, no, 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 no. I think it was like. No, it wasn't last year. No, was it last year? It was sometime between Christmas of last year to, like, early, maybe March or something like that or something like that. He couldn't get a PS5, so he got a Switch. And it wasn't until, like, I yeah. think a month or two ale- uh, ago where he was finally, his dad was able to finally get him a PS5. So, you know, little things like that happen. Like, if you ain't get able to get one thing, you might as well go ahead and go with the other thing. And I feel like that's happening a lot.
1: Yeah, like, Zard, I'm looking at this right now. Here's an example of, like, how bad it is specifically for her PlayStation. Xbox at least allows different avenues into gaming. Because tell me, I think there's still no games that are exclusive to Series X. So
0: I don't I'm think wrong. so, because with the whole smart delivery thing, like, they even have it on a lot of their games that have the Series X logo. It literally says Xbox One. And it's also compatible with Xbox Series X. I think basically depending on if you're sticking it in a one or in an, a Series X, it this changes like you know the resolution or how frame yeah. or it might give you more it options. Happens. Obviously, yeah. if you have it on a Series X, and then it just kind of downwaters it a little bit if you're playing it on an Xbox yeah. One, stuff like that.
1: And but like right now, I can literally go on Amazon and buy a Series S right now for three hundred officially.
0: Oh no! Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I yeah, can get one at my it. best buy. I can get one at my best buy so right saying, now too.
1: You can just, you can just go and buy it. Even like a bundle. Like I'm looking at the the stupid uh, Fortnite bundle they have. Like you know, a bundle that you think would be limited and sold out quickly. There isn't that much demand for, and there's not that much demand because yeah, people can access the games. People aren't buying a PS5 just because it's more powerful. They're buying it for like games, you know, games like Miles Morales, games like Ratchet and Clank. Well, Miles Morales isn't exclusive, but you know, like experiencing that game at like 60 FPS ray tracing and all that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah. Like they throw they you know obviously they co- throw around the ray tracing as a buzzword a lot, which like it it certainly is impressive. I'll give them that. I got yeah. you know. I've been having a very, I've been having a very good time with my PS5, but I don't think I've even gotten to a single exclusive yet. Besides, like Deathloop. Yeah, Deathloop technically isn't exclusive, but it's on PC. It's a console exclusive. Yeah.
0: Right yeah, now, a-
1: like, yeah, PS5 is the only situation where they have exclusive games on only one console, and I'm not counting the digital edition. Because the digital edition has the exact same problem that like the Series S has, except the Series S you can actually get a hold of and it's cheaper. Yeah. If you're yes. buying, if you're yeah, you know, like, I don't know. In my, if my, in my opinion, if you're buying a PS5 digital edition, there's no reason not to get a Series X or a S, and just get the regular PS5 when it's available. Because it's just I don't know. The fact you can't even use discs on it is like okay, have have fun with deleting games every five minutes.
0: Yeah, that that is like certainly true. I, I know true. they,
1: I, I know they make you down. I know you could still download the games, but it's a lot faster to download them back and forth if you have the disc, because you know yeah. it's downloading from the disc.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the main reason why I I like to kind of prefer to get my PlayStation games via disc. There's only like a couple of games, like Persona 5 Royal, I have that digitally. Everybody in their mama that has a PS5 obviously has Astro Bot digitally, because that comes with the the system, though. And I'm trying to think, I think there's maybe one... No, 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 no. I think that's it. I think that's it in terms of my digital games. Everything else is physical. So, yeah, so I just prefer that because it's just a little bit faster.
1: Yeah, and, you know, obviously, Switch doesn't have any of that exclusivity thing. They got their whole—Switch has a whole, like, another issue going on. But, like, that's completely related to its library and not really getting access to it.
0: And speaking of that, we might as well go ahead and transition over to our last gaming news topic of the night. Because, uh, apparently— uh, we, we got confirmation. We knew that Paper Mario um, 64 was going to get released um, for this month. But when that day finally came for us to get it in our hands, they went ahead and announced that Banjo and Kazooie is the next game that's going to be coming out for the the N64 expansion pack. Like we could, And then literally like a few, year, few days ago or something like that, they came out of nowhere randomly in the middle of the night. I think it was like, shoot, like 7 or 8 o'clock. Um, at night, my time, and they had went ahead and announced that five bo- um, five more um, Genesis yeah. games were going to be dropped out, shadow drop just right then and there. And I was like, what the heck?
1: I think, wait, wait, you're cutting out on my let me join in.
0: Oh, please. am I cutting out? Okay, go ahead.
1: Alright, can you hear me?
0: Even. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, it might have been Discord acting up or something like that, though. But yeah, I, so
1: games. Uh, the one game a month thing would not be as bad if we started with a better collection, and if they didn't immediately stop doing SE and SE. I can't talk if they didn't stop doing <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo games. It'd be a, a lot better. Like okay, we get you know one N sixty four game two SNES and three NES, I think that would be fine. You know, every month.
0: Yeah, because at this point, the the people that don't have Expansion Pack, (laughs) they're literally eating nothing. Like, we at least got, what, at at the current moment, in terms of where we're at right now in the month of December, we got one N64 games and five Genesis games. Meanwhile, if you're just on the base tier, Nintendo Switch Online, you ain't got nothing yet.
1: Yeah, I think right now Nintendo's, this is like, it's kind of their strategy. Where a lot of people bought, you know, let's think about it. Animal Crossing is one of the best-selling games on Switch. A lot of people only bought Expansion Pack for Animal Crossing. The N64 thing was just the sweet in the deal for, like, Nintendo fanboys. They don't really have to try with it, and that's kind of shown by the emulation being shoddy on most games. Paper Mario is okay, though. Paper Mario was emulated almost perfectly.
0: And I feel I like RPGs are going to be easier to do that with. Because, I mean, you don't have to really yeah, worry about latency. Because it's not an action or, you know, what you whatever. Somewhat, but not not latency. as bad. Somewhat, but not as bad. If I said it like well, Paper that.
1: Mario, Paper Mario with the action commands, yeah, it needs to be fixed. And uh, it, there's a bit of latency, but that's not the issue. For some reason, they state some of the menus lag where they didn't before, like real bad. But only, a, but then there's one of them that runs completely fine. Somebody mm-hmm. went into the files, and apparently, it's intentional. It intentionally lags some of the menus, which doesn't make sense.
0: I think I remember it's with something with the, with the lagging and trying to catch up or something like that. I know when you're doing online games when you're playing with other people. So it slows you down, so that way whoever's the slowest one in the link so they can catch up, it kind of makes sense. Though you wish it worked a little bit better than that. But for the sake of just a solo solo player game, that wouldn't make a lot of sense, really.
1: Yeah, and that just brings a whole other issue. These N64 and Genesis, the online is so much worse than what we're used to with these services. you you mean the n64
0: right the genesis one runs almost near perfect almost near from what i hear from a lot of people the genesis online stuff a lot of people said that that's probably the best way to play it's even better to play those games on the the online servers in comparison to what was it the the sega genesis collection that you can separately buy on the switch for some reason some people have been saying that that emulation runs better then, um, then some of it, right there. You can go and look in the comments on some of those. Like I think on that tweet that Nintendo made for the, when the Genesis games were coming out, yeah, you'll I see think. a lot of people saying that. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't be the judge of that. I don't own the original um, collection or anything like that. But from a lot of people, I heard from a lot of people, and even people like, you know, like Spawn Wave or whatever. Though they'll, they'll mention that, say, yeah, that emulation does run better <laughs> on the on the online than it does for like some of the other collections that Sega has the done.
1: Whole... The whole thing is that uh, Sega Genesis emulation has always had a weird sound. Like the sound on it has always been a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Nintendo sixty four game compatible with what, what they've done. Like a lot of them, just you know, water. Yeah, t- I don't have to bring up the water temple. Oh no. But like, um, you know, the Wii U did it better for switch for like N sixty four emulation. The whole issue with the Wii U is that it was just dim. It was low it was like the lighting was weird, which is you know, has been fixed. But like the the latency, like I tried playing Ocarina of Time, it feels awful. Just it feels like everything happens a second after I input the button, which is how it's supposed to feel.
0: And I've been going through and playing that game too, and from what I've been noticing is it's okay. And it's like well, I say it I guess it's technically my second time I played a game. I never finished the game, like I played it on three D S. And only got, so I can't remember how far I got up in that. And I was like, I really want to play on a TV or whatnot, though. So then I started playing it on the N64. I do notice there's a slight little bit of something, but because I don't have a ton of experience with the game, it's not groundbreaking for me. But if you were somebody that grew up in that area where, you know, you've been playing that sucker, like the, the back of your head. Like, for example, if if there was like latency with Mario 64, I would know that in a heartbeat because I played the crap out of that game. I can't say how many hours I put up in that game. But with Ocarina of Time, I don't have as much experience with it. So I know there's a little something there, but it's not bothering me as much as the peers or the people that played it as much. But I know it's there.
1: Yeah. And also the whole thing, like there's so many, for most of these games, like at least the Sega Genesis ones, there's better ways to play them. Like, you know, and also think with it, think about it. With the Sega Genesis, like, collections, they go on sale a lot, and at least then you actually own the games.
0: Oh, yeah, and speaking of the games, I, I might as well go ahead and mention the games that we did get when in this drop, because, what's, uh, oh, shoot, I, I think I might the have Gen- just Genesis lost it. Genesis
1: games, I wasn't, I, were, I, were, I wasn't very interested in those Genesis games.
0: Dang! I just had a list of them Genesis games just a second ago, and I, I guess I did something too. What the heck?
1: I can try to. I can try. Oh, here, here on we on go. Here model. we go. Here we
0: go. I got it. So the list is: Alter Beast, Toe Jam and Earl, Dynamite, Heady, Sword and Vermillion, and Thunder Force Two. The only one I remember out of that whole entire list, I think, is Altered Beast. And I can't remember how I remember it, or something. I don't know. Maybe it was something else that Sega has done or released in the past. And I don't know something about a big old beast that you fight up in one of the games that like, just kind of stands out. That's the only one kinda uh, I kind of remember.
1: I I remember Toe Jam and Earl just because uh, they had that like new game a couple of years ago. Hmm. Toe Jam and Earl is like the one I remember mostly out of all of those. But even then, it wasn't it wasn't really necessarily the best. Not really a lot of those Genesis games are interesting. You got a couple that people like, you know, Gunstar Heroes and, like, you know, obviously Sonic 2. But, like, I I still feel like both of those collections you turn on for five minutes and that's it. I'm pretty sure I've hardly, I haven't even beaten any of the games on the N64 collection except for Mario 64 and the best thing that that collection gave us was mario 64 with you know backwards long jump yeah cuz like there's no reason that they took it out like it, it it didn't break like okay yeah you could skip you could skip a lot of stuff but like no casual person's going to do that if they actually want to play the game you know mhm it just feels like oh we wanted oh like we want people to not beat this really quickly So, like, we need to make it... Well, like, I don't know. You know, obviously, they were lazy and used a patched version of the game that was probably easier to do it, you know, because it had a rumble. And since it had a rumble, it was easier to apply. But now, you know, with N64 Online... and I was going to say this with Banjo. The fact that definitive versions for these games already exist, there's no reason to put them on, like, N64 Online. Like... I'm happy that Mario 64 is there. There's no reason that it should have been there. Like, they already had it on 3D All-Stars. So, like, what's the point?
0: I think the point, get- at least with that one, is because the whole limited launch edition. So, if you happen to be one of those people that picked up the Switch after an <laughs> anniversary, then you're kind of thankful. At least now you have an outlet of finding a way to play it. Let's, just, you let's assume get- you didn't have any retro games or you didn't have the Wii U or something for virtual console, or whatever. Though. The Switch is the only thing you had. And you really want to play Mario sixty four? You're kind of thankful they put it on that service. Otherwise, yeah. Alexis, shut up.
1: I say you can you can still get you can get Super Mario three D All Stars. You can still get it. You can you can you can get it pre owned from like GameStop for fifty five. Get it on Amazon for like base price. Yeah, on Amazon, three D All Stars is like fifty eight dollars. All right. Then, like yeah. so basically there were there was no reason to make it limited. I'm pretty sure the world would be the exact same if they didn't make that a limited release.
0: Yeah, it probably would have been the case though. But yeah. So I think that's pretty much it in terms yeah. of oh, yeah. all the the gaming stuff I had planned out though. But uh
1: since we're on the topic of banjo, <laughs> the Xbox version is just the best version. Don't even bother with like 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 you know, obviously the N64 one is gonna be the one that everyone remembers. But like I recently played Banjo Kazooie on the Xbox uh, Live Arcade version. It's so good in 60 FPS with widescreen. It makes the game, and also it has it fixed like the notes system. If you remember, like they made notes just a regular collectible instead of losing your progress with them when you die, like the original. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I remember hearing something about that though, but yeah, it makes yeah. sense though. But at least for me, I'm cheap. I don't got an Xbox, so this is this is the way how you I'll be playing it. the game. Well, this, this is the way how I'll be it. playing the game.
1: To be for fair, cheap, you can get it on PC Game Pass as well, and just PC I
0: could, store. but that, that but that means it costs me fifteen bucks. I already paid for this service. So I'm just playing it on here. I'm playing it the OG yeah. way. But at least I'll get yeah, be able to check I mean. this off my checklist of my, my Smash Brothers uh, representation game, so I ca- I could finally put this one off my checklist, though. But yeah, so that's basically it in terms of all the, the gaming news topics that I, that I got planned out for tonight. So we'll go ahead and move over to the, the next brand-new segment, that being uh, So About That Show. All right, so starting off with, with this segment, though, uh shoot, there's been a lot of stuff I've been currently going through and watching. Um, for this series though, I literally I think like just before this podcast has happened, I actually managed to go through and watch um National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because you know it's the holiday oh, season love- and stuff. So okay. uh, I I, 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 I that, have to start getting me. through my Christmas um movies though and stuff like that. So that's the first one I managed to watch. Gonna watch a whole bunch more um this upcoming week though. But uh, Stephen, what what, what you've been watching lately?
1: Um, I watched. Part one and half of part two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't watch much anime, but I watched that one, and it has certainly been bizarre. Sticking close to the name, <laughs> it's okay. it's been a very it's been a very interesting show. But I've been liking it so far. I was supposed to watch more of that tonight, but it's like obviously late, and I got work tomorrow. But like, very interesting. And then obviously, I'm going to be watching Christmas stuff soon. Every year I watch like Home Alone and uh well like I yeah I use, I watch Polar Express most years as well. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is really good though.
0: Polar Express is kind of I, I don't know. It, it's okay, but it's like once I've seen it a couple of times I'm like all right, like that ain't my go-to one. Now National Lampoon's used- Christmas Vacation though how i was bawling out loud. I don't know how I laugh that hard every single I year when no I matter, watch it, but there's always little things in there you don't pick up on and, and it's still funny nonetheless.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen Home Alone, but no matter how many times I watch it, I still always have fun watching him like set up all the traps and all of them go off.
0: Now, which Home Alone though? The first like one or the second one? The one. The, the I first. like
1: both. Like here's the problem. The, the second one is still good. It's just the same as the first one. The second one is just like oh the first one but in a city.
0: I think I think the I one think that, that cuz I know my sister mean, likes it um that that's her go-to series and I always wanted to watching it whenever she watches it though but I I just seen the second one more than I think I've seen the first one.
1: I like the second one a lot but like you know the first one's the classic.
0: Hmm. Now, I, I do need to go through and watch um, the other two big ones I usually go through and watch every year. The Grinch, you know, with Jim Carrey and whatnot, though, you, you always got to go through and watch that one. And then I have to go and watch Elf. Those are like the three big ones I always watch every year. And then obviously there's other ones that you watch, like the Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3. And um,
1: I've never seen those. I've, you never like, seen the Santa
0: Claus? Them. What the I, heck?
1: They never really interested me.
0: Bro... Man, they're all on Disney Plus, man. You need you need to watch the first one. The first one is still good. I don't, I don't, man, you're you missing out. That That's just good stuff right there.
1: Yeah, I was personally just... I, I never really found those movies like, oh, I want to watch them. I never was like that.
0: And then, obviously, you got to watch your, your Rudolph and all of that stuff, though. I I didn't watch oh, any yeah. of the, uh, the Claymation ones, you know, like all of those kind of ones right there. I, I had to kind of go through there and just sit down and watch some of those.
1: Yeah, obviously, all of those are classics. Don't get yeah. it. You know, all, all those. Like, also, like, is this only about shows or can we tread back to the pop culture segment for a second because I wasn't here for that?
0: Bruh. Uh, but, uh, it, it, like, it was primarily about the up, shows, but if you have okay, something about yeah, the pop like, culture, go ahead.
1: Okay, well, I'll say, well, yeah, I guess I'll say, I'll say it about both. Uh I haven't watched it yet, but Kingpin officially is revealed in Hawkeye. And that's cool and all, because it's the Daredevil Kingpin.
0: You know what? I I wish you would have said something about that. I could have at least said spoilers alert before um before you oh would have gone God. in there and saying I'm, that. I'm, nine, I'm
1: i I'm not I, sure
0: I, I, I hadn't I hadn't even I I hadn't even done my episode five review for it. And then even then, like at least if I would have put that out, people would have known I might have had a potential it's to talk over. about it, but whatever
1: all over at this point like Ugh. it's he's in the crypt like you know it, it was trending he has an emote on twitter right now like a little emoji he got as part of like a hawkeye promotion they're not you know a secret anymore no
0: you know usually i always avoid twitter on the day that a new um hawkeye episode comes out and you can avoid all of the hashtag trendings and all of that kind of stuff so that's what really I normally do, it. and somehow I avoided it. I avoided it, and I didn't see the episode until, was it Thursday or Friday? After the, the Wednesday, whenever the episode aired. And I didn't get spoiled to it at all. Like, I know how to dodge my spoilers if I, if, you know, need be. And somehow I've been doing pretty good with Spider-Man No 2. Like, I hadn't seen anything on that, but I think most people have been more respectable on that. Kind of similar to how people treated respect for... Endgame and Infinity War with the the hashtag don't spoil oh, yeah. and all of okay.
1: that. Okay, so uh, you know Endgame. Literally, the, the only thing I ever got spoiled on for Endgame was just Thanos dying. Like, so I seen, you know, I seen some comment on Twitter about Thanos dying twice. Thought it was a joke. It wasn't.
0: Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Like, oh Thanos. yeah, someone like out of context spoilers for Endgame. Thanos dying. Thanos dies twice. And obviously, you know, it's just because it was the you know the past the time time
0: travel and all of that. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Was Was there another thing you were talking about? Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, like the thing with Kingpin, and like I was gonna go back to the pop culture segment because now we got a pretty good villain. Oh, can I? Okay, uh, can I? Can I give a spoiler? You haven't seen No Way Home,
0: right? No, I have not. So you, no, I have not. I I go and see it tomorrow afternoon, like mid afternoon. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying, without saying anything about No Way
1: Home, we already know that they've contracted Tom Holland for another trilogy. It'd be yeah. cool to see now King that, in, now, in a yeah. Spider-Man movie.
0: Now that I do remember seeing. Like I know there's yeah. like a fourth and a fifth movie. I didn't hear anything about a sixth, but it probably would have been the case or whatever. Probably they're going. Gonna, but be they're gonna milk Spider Man out, out of come. all he's worth. Which is gonna be crazy because I guess at the end of the day, Whenever they finally I don't know if they actually would technically retire retire, you know, retire Spider Man like the way how they did with like with, with um with Iron Man and um and Captain wasn't America. Original, because both of those two plan, got only three movies.
1: Wasn't the original plan to just bring Tom Holland's Spider Man into the Sony verse or whatever? Like have him fight Sony's Venom at first. And they didn't do that. And
0: not that I heard them. of, but then again, I'm not always in the rumor mill stuff because they're, they're able to get a lot of rumors and a lot of that stuff sometimes or oftentimes. I feel like 70% of the time happens. So I, I just kind of stay away from that mess because I, I just want to, you know, experience it on the, the big screen or whatever, though. But yeah, I, I hadn't heard anything like that.
1: But yeah, like with, you know, and without spoiling No Way Home, I watched that movie. I really liked it. I really liked the, uh, the unexpected moments that happen. I, have you gotten spoiled on it at all? No. like I've been,
0: I've been doing really good. I hadn't seen not one thing. So, I'm That's in that good. final stretch. Because literally, what was it 12? 1, 2, 3. I will literally be seeing the movie in... um 30, 40, 16 hours from now.
1: Oh, so you're going to see it soon.
0: Okay. Yeah, i have seen it tomorrow.
1: That's good. See, so yeah, like... I... You know, like I really like mo- a lot of the performances in it. Like I, you know, I can obviously, like I can say, Willem Dafoe is fantastic in the movie. In my opinion, hmm. reprises his character perfectly. A uh, lot of funny moments, like a lot of moments that I liked. They fixed a lot of the characters I thought would be kind of shitty. And overall, it I got what I expected. I liked it a lot.
0: Well, that's good to hear because I, I think, from the most part, yeah. I think I heard from most people they they said they really enjoyed it. I hadn't seen anybody like do hate, but then again, I I hadn't been <laughs> been risking it trying to go into some of their comment sections or shoot even like in Marvel's tweets and whatever. Though, I usually like mm-hmm. reading some of the comments of what people like to say, but obviously, I can't even do that now yeah, at this no point. People are spoiling. Yeah, yep. so I was like, I, I was like, yep, I can't, I can't read, I can't read them until uh. I can't read them until I, I watch the movie. Once I watch the movie, then I can then I can go ahead and see what people really been saying about it though. But yeah, so outside of that, I think there was one other thing I, I've been watching lately. Obviously, I always watch a bunch of anime. And uh one that I've been really liking so far is uh my senpai is annoying. I don't think I talked about this in what a previous segment. But but no, it, it's literally about like this this girl. And and this girl is like twenty two ish years old, but she looks like a you know looks like a little kid based on her height or whatever though. You know she's working basically a full fledged adult and whatnot though. Maybe I don't know. Maybe just maybe. Yeah. But she she works and whatever though. She she has like a supervisor boss, literally like a big dude, like big buff dude or whatever though. But basically kind of works underneath him. And um, slowly but surely, she kind of builds affection towards him. Even though I think she's 22. And I, I want to say the dude's probably about like 35, 36, or 37. Somewhere up to like in his mid-30s or something like that, though. But but it is adorable kind of yeah. seeing this kind of play out or whatever, though. So like she kind of has like a small little crush that's slowly growing over the thing. I'm not normally like a big slice. Because this is basically like a slice of life anime with a little bit of rom-com yeah. stuff up in it. Normally, I'm not a big slice of life person but the way how is doing this dub and stuff I, I don't know I've just been really enjoying it though so yeah th- that's been kind of like the my little uh my little slice of life that I've been enjoying at least within the anime yeah. scene and I've been watching a bunch of other animes but that's th- that's the spotlight for at least this one segment for this one episode though
1: I do kind of wish I watched more TV because like I you know I I ever since some of my favorite shows have ended I've just really not wa- had the urge to watch tv anymore and nowadays any shows that i would be interested in are just all over disney plus
0: yeah because at least for like, me disney plus information so shows, are my main too
1: at least for me like for the watch a lot of old stuff i might just go ahead and get like hbo max hbo but
0: max HBO you can't max. go you can't go wrong with that because all the movies that you get like at the Especially during 2020, like, like what, the Tom and Jerry, you were able to get that? You were able to get, was it the Mortal Kombat movie? Like, there were certain movies they they do little deals with. So you can't go wrong with that service. It's actually fairly good.
1: Isn't the Matrix movie there, I think? From what I think so, right? Like, you can watch Matrix on there. I
0: do not know about that one.
1: I don't don't know know if there's any more. I, I know that it was, like, you know, it was Mortal Kombat, Space Jam... Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. At least for 2020, they did have a good amount of them. 2021 Godzilla versus Kong, whatever. I don't oh know. shoot, you're like,
0: right. It's literally gonna be it? um, it's gonna be in in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max on December the 22nd.
1: Okay. Dang. Yeah, like so that, I don't have to very, go to the theater. Very, huh. very interesting choice. I didn't really want to go to the theater for No Way Home, but once I got my ten dollar big bucket of popcorn and a Pepsi icy, I felt like I was having a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like liked the movies, audience reaction movies, with with my Marvel movies. One,
1: there is one specific moment in No Way Home where the audience did get too loud to even hear the movie. So,
0: I, like, I imagine so. Was there one or two in credit scenes? At least tell me that.
1: The, Alright, so yeah, if you really want to know, there is two, but the second okay. one—that's all. I, second
0: that's all. One... That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Don't don't tell me if it's crazy or if it's not. Like, oh, it's not a hundred percent necessary. That's all I no, want to know. That's no, all just, I want to know. As
1: in, as in, it, no. I'll I'll tell you right now that they're both they're both pretty big.
0: Okay, okay. That's all I need to know. So, all right.
1: like, yeah so like i i was kind of gonna wait and just leave after the first one because i didn't know what the second one was because it's been a rumored like crazy but
0: yeah uh-huh. all well i guess that about does it for that so about that show segment so we'll go ahead and move on to the next segment that being um what you've been playing Recently, I've been playing. Um, I managed to finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. And, you know, I, I had a swell good time of a blast. Finished that and finished the intermission DLC. So I'm completely done with that game. That's another one that's checked off my PlayStation list. And I think the next one that's up on my list now will be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That'll be the next one I'm playing, though. But that's mainly what I've been playing. I've been playing since Splatoon 2 with Bronto um, from time to time, though. But I think that's, (laughs) I've been sinking most of my time in the Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. That's what I've primarily been playing, though. But uh, what about you, Steven?
1: You already know what I've been playing, and I don't know if you've been in the loop, but I have not been really necessarily having a good time playing it. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach released on Thursday. And it has been a hell of a ride with that game. It was supposed to release at midnight, then they said, okay, it's released, oh, but then PlayStation's like, oh, it's releasing at 3 a.m., and then the company behind it says, oh, it's releasing tomorrow at 9 p.m., so we're delaying it a whole, almost day. And then, you know, I load the game, I have to download, um, uh, like, 29 gigabytes total, and then once I get into the game, it runs awful. It's, it runs awful. It's buggy. It's got really weird design choices, and it's not ex- not at all what I expected going into the game.
0: Bro, it, it seemed like you like, got slapped across the face with that game.
1: Kinda, yeah. And like I was streaming it, and everyone else watching, it's like, yeah, it doesn't look that good. It's not look that good at all, and it, it doesn't at all. It it looks like a it looks like a launch title. It looks like Slender, but like. It looks like Slender if it had the Pokemon tree. You know the Pokemon tree? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Like, every everything in the game is like that. Nothing, Hardly anything has textures. The lighting is flat. The cameras in the game. You know, FNAF's all about camera systems. The cameras look awful. They have no lighting, and it's, like, really low FPS. The game in performance mode consistently is, like... Uh, inconsistently around thirty, sometimes goes up to sixty, and that's in performance mode. Visual mode expect ten FPS. Oof! All right, yeah. That... And this is a and that this is a rough. free roam game. Like it's it's not it's a free roam game, so it's not like okay, it's ten FPS, but I'm at least like it's like a walking simulator. No, you move around a lot. It's very annoying and not fun at all. There's a stupid mechanic, Zard, where Basically, in the game, you know, in order to beat the game... Because, like you know, obviously you're not going to play it, so I can spoil. There are three animatronics that you need to beat, like boss battles, that you need to beat. To, in, before, but also, you need to wait, you know... As you're beating the game, time slowly goes by. Once you get to 6am, you can leave the building. You know how FNAF works. 6am, you win. But at 6am, they give you a choice... You can either stay, beat all of the bosses, and get the true ending, or you can leave and get the bad ending. But the bad part, if you stay to get the good ending, the game no longer saves. So if you die at all, beating any of the bosses, you have to go all the way back to 6am. Ooh. So the game basically, in order to make it quote-unquote harder, it stops you from saving, which is extremely frustrating. How many boss bosses? Are,
0: how many boss battles are there? I guess between are, that point are, and the no, the end are, game.
1: Oh, between the between that point and the end game, there are two. Before before that, you can beat at least two before you go to the these no save point. So before the point of no return, you can do two boss battles, and then after that, you do another, and then the for the final boss. But yeah, the whole uh, thing. So it's it's basically
0: save. like it's basically like a boss rush, which you see in most games. Or like, or most yeah. games in terms of it's not like know. a boss rush. It's, it yeah. could be one boss, but has several phases. Like, like shooting Kingdom Hearts yeah. two. That was literally like eight different phases of that yeah, final but boss. Issue, but goodness, the,
1: the, the whole issue is that that whole chunk of the game where you can't save is like two hours long. So you literally have to redo two hours of progress. Oh god! Anytime you mess up, it's not okay. fun.
0: I'm it's used to I'm Used to it being up to like. Twenty ish to maybe thirty at times, but two hours. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, and not even to mention you can just get soft locked and lose all that anyway. Mm. Sometimes the game can crash and you'll lose those that progress because you couldn't save it. Sometimes you'll get stuck in a piece of collision and not be able to, you know, exit out of it. There was there's a moment in the games art where in the game there's these hidden arcade machines that you can play. And you need them for the best ending. But they literally don't work on PS5. On PS4. Mm. Basically, Oof. you open them up, and the game says to press enter. Where's the enter key on my goddamn PS5? You know what I mean? It, You can't access it. <laughs> the game doesn't even let you exit it. You have to close the game and reopen it. Because the the exit button is also applied to like a key. Hmm. It's so buggy and they didn't play test it. There is a main mechanic of the game that does not work right now because they implemented it incorrectly. Basically, in the game, like you know, you're being hunted by these animatronics. But like right now, there's four like there's three animatronics that mainly hunt you. There was supposed to be another like the main antagonist of the game doesn't work. Think about that. Imagine if you were playing Slender, but the Slender Man just did not appear Zard, you know? Bruh. If it was just, like, that's what FNAF Security Breach feels like. It feels like you're, it feels like you're playing Slender, but it's just collecting the eight pages with no substance at all.
0: So what I'm getting you get from that. you is basically, you, you're saying that this is the worst game in the series and you wasted your time and money.
1: Not the worst game. Well, you know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I got you, I
0: got you thinking maybe. now. I got you thinking. <laughs>
1: I, I wouldn't say i wasted my my money but i would say i wasted my time because like it certainly is like 10, 10 or so hours if you do everything but that 10 or so hours is such an unpleasant and buggy experience but it's like so inconsistent some people had some people ran into nothing and ma- the majority ran into a lot of issues a lot mm. like so many yeah i was trying to say to you like yeah the main antagonist of the game doesn't work there's a meter, like when, you know, there's multiple, because you're in this mall, and there's multiple areas of the mall. How it's supposed to work is that the longer you stay in an area, the closer the main antagonist gets to you. And once the meter is full, they start chasing you down. And it turns into like a very, you know, thrilling chase scene until you, you gotta escape to the next area. But right now, that meter is broken, so there's, it's, it, there's no tension. You can just sit in an area... Do nothing and just fuck around for how long? Nothing will stop you. Uh, the game's AI is glitchy. Item people eh, eh, animatronics when they're when they're banging on doors, their body parts clip through the clip through the doors. Uh, they start bugging out. Their their AI will just get stuck on objects, which will make sections extremely easy. Hmm. It's probably one of the worst games I played this year. <laughs>
0: Man, but it's probably com- but
1: like if, but it's like one of the only games I've played recently that I like because I've been playing Miles Morales for, for like a little while now. But like if we're talking about games I've played within the last week, new, yeah, I haven't very much had a good time with this game. It feels like Cyberpunk 2077 made by a small indie studio where they what? they delayed the game just to make it bigger but
0: like they didn't polish any of it okay well i guess i guess i know how you feel about this game though but i did want to say one other game that i that i've been playing or recently been playing uh just actually before this podcast i was like you know what I I I might actually make it a goal to say, hey, on Thursdays instead of playing something modern like on my PS5 or a couple of games, I'd still need to go back and finish on my on my Switch like uh, Monster Hunter Stories Two and uh, like The Great Ace Attorney and whatnot. Though I might try to make that like a dedicated retro day game, uh retro day like Throwback Thursday, or whatever. Though so I was thinking yeah. about you know going through and maybe playing some of my GameCube games, but I was like, you know what, let me play a GBA game. Cause uh you know in the midst of me doing my GameCube hunting, I actually managed to pick up a a copy of Fire Emblem and the Sacred Stones on you know on the GBA, and I had the Game Boy Player, so I was playing that you know through the GameCube or whatever on my big screen TV yeah. though. So I, I managed to get through the first couple of chapters or whatever though. So yeah, I, I might do a couple of chapters here and there though, and slowly kind of work my way through that game though. But ooh, I'm I'm actually liking it so far, and, and I'm actually kind of getting my strategy kind of fixed. Because I guess between me playing that, and then I know I'll play Project Triangle Strategy when that comes out in March of next year, I'm actually probably maybe going to get the um, the Advance Wars um, collection. you know, the, the one and two, I'm probably going to get that. And I'm pretty yeah. sure we're probably going to get a Fire Emblem, some kind of game. And I think it hopefully is a genealogy of a Holy War remake. And we, there's a good chance we might probably. get even that next year as well. Because we're, we're, you know with Intelligent Systems, the, the things they like to do is Fire Emblem, WarioWare, and Paper Mario. We literally had Fire Emblem first, we had Paper Mario after that, and we literally had WarioWare this year. So literally, the next one up on the schedule again would be probably another Fire Emblem game. So it's only a matter of time World. now.
1: Yeah, War- Wario aware was pretty underrated like it released and no one really talked about it after that but I'd say it was probably it was a pretty good game
0: I mean that's kind of how think, those micro games kind of go it's like they're, they're good for the no, moment and then like, after that they don't really have super long legs
1: well yeah it's just like it's it's a game you can play and have you know have a good amount of fun with. it's not really something that had to be the biggest game of the year Paper Mario. A lot of people don't like, but I actually think is a pretty good game. Fire oh no, Emblem Origami Three King was
0: was was good. Fire
1: Emblem Three Houses, I really like. I yeah. agree with that. Oh, here's the thing: I've already Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door is my favorite game of all time, and I still like Origami King. Like, yeah, the franchise is not what it used to be, but it's slowly getting good again. Like. Origami King is better than Sticker Star and better than Color Splash, but it's but it doesn't even rival the first three games. Mm-hmm. I still think Intelligent Systems is... Like, they've shown they're, they're very talented developers when they want to be. Like, the Fire Emblem games they've made have mostly been really good ever since...
0: Oh, Um, no, no. Every Fire Emblem game that I've been playing since Awakening, some people don't prefer Fates over Awakening, whatever. But in my personal view, Awakening... To Whatever. Fates, to final Echo, Shadows of Valentia, to now where we at at three houses. I felt like every game has improved and they added more into it with every each new entry. Like with Awakening, they had they started putting in cutscenes and stuff like that. And then when you got into fates, they start having branching paths, like where you know what you do has consequences. And, and it kind of builds out your story depending on the path you want to walk. And Echoes, they introduced full voice acting for every little scene that they did up in there. And then Three Houses took what they did with Fates, but did it a little bit better in terms of you get it all in one big package. But it's just so also, much more expansive. And they actually did away with the weapon triangle and stuff like that. And you're able to kind of teach your units and um be able to, you know, you can make them be a sword fighter or you can make them be a brawler or whatever, though. a lot more customized. with what the, like, I feel like each new entry since awakening, they've been doing more and more stuff up in it. So I'll be curious, yeah, think... whatever fireman game we get in 2022, if that be a thing, how they would approach that game.
1: I think three houses does something I really like where like, it be- basically, I kind of liked the school section more than, like, the actual war section. Because, like, you know, like, obviously the battles are fun and all. But, like, it is cool, like, you know, you interacting with, you know, actually interacting and getting to know your teammates helps in battle. Like, you know, it's like, I know it's Persona. I know they took, like, hints from Persona. But it works in the Fire Emblem setting. Because the game has tons of replayability you know, three different routes and most of them story-wise and character-wise are pretty different from each other.
0: Now I will say this because the the fact that you said that, yeah, the only overlap is the villain. Well, depending on the pack, kind of ish. But the one thing I will say about the story with the, with the whole school setting stuff, I enjoyed it. The only bad thing is when you go through and replay it, the first half of the game, which is all about the, you know, the school setting and stuff when you see it the first time through, it's all new. It doesn't phase you not one bit. Oh, yeah. But when you play it the other three times in order to get the whole entire thing, so you know going through well, the game like you, four times, well, that first half kind of gets burned out. That's my only fair, you, thing about it.
1: To be fair, that's your fault for playing it immediately after, right? No, no
0: no no no, like no, 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 no. I no, I no. I'm just talking about it in general. Like, like I think whenever I first played the game, I did the Black Eagles route, right? I did that one. I finished the game. I immediately jumped into doing the golden deer and got halfway through the game, like all the way up until the end of the school arc. And then I stopped and I was like, all right, I was experiencing a little bit of burnout. And then, but when I jumped back into it, like some months later, kind of close to around a Christmassy time again, um, the second half of the game always felt like a fresh breath of air. Like if I could move from the second half of the game from, Golden Deer to immediately to the Blue Lions, I could keep playing that game. I loved it that much. But it was only when you had to go back and do that, even if I took a break, which I did, I think, between Golden Deer and, and uh Blue Lions, anytime I had to go back through the school setting art, because you know exactly how it plays out, with some minor few things that they twist depending on you know who's your Yeah.
1: Which I think
0: group I think you three go houses, with. Then, yeah. I
1: think I think three houses would be a better game if you could stop like if there was a route where like where like your actions can like basically stop the war or like well not stop the war but like you can change that first half of the game because you know all the stuff you do in the first half drastically changes the war art but it would yeah. be cool if it some of it actually affected the school art like for example if you if you could leave a, if you could leave a character alive and they come back later to cause some issue. But if you kill them, a whole different issue happens, or stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, already, I like I like the whole thing where you can save people by get, you know you can if you you know if you recruit as many people as possible, you technically can save them from the onslaught.
0: Yeah, with well, only certain ones, depending yeah. on which route you do. But yeah you're, yeah, you're able to get a good chunk of them, and it's easier to do. And literally, I don't like new game pluses, but literally that game is built for new game pluses in terms of you trying to get more out of the story. So, yeah, so it was even easier in your subsequent um, playthroughs where you are able to get more of your your students, at least, you know, saving your graphs or whatever, though. But, yeah, that's I think that's pretty much it in terms of the. What we've been playing segment and we might as well go ahead and roll over into our very last topic of the night and that is none other than community questions. All right, so in terms of our community questions, we did manage to get a few of them or. You know, I'll put up a couple little polls, and then I also got one question in from from one user, though, but I'll go ahead and start off with the polls so far, and, you know, this is kind of a good wrap-up and conclusion um, for the end of the year, and I'll also be able to hear from some of your thoughts on this, Stephen, as well, though. But I did throw yeah. a poll up here on Twitter. I said, so with the year coming to a close, what was your favorite first-party Switch game of the year? Now, obviously with Twitter, you can only put four options up on there. Now, I know there's a lot more games that came out than just four games. But the four I did put up on there was Metroid Dread, Skyward Sword, Mario Party Superstars, and 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And most of the weight was shifted towards Metroid Dread as what I sort of kind of um, thought it would be towards. Because I think for most Nintendo fans, need- especially if you're a oh. core person, I feel like most people would kind of, you know, put their How many uh, put their votes did you with get? Dread. Um it, it was just out of a small little selection because I did throw this thing up at the very last second though. So literally, like, you know, five people. Obviously, it's not like a grand scale of everything though. But I feel like with most, and I actually yeah. I should have pulled up because I know Nintendo does like a poll of this uh, with their uh, their end of the year stuff as well. They they'll do a poll based on all like the Nintendo. Related kind of games that came out on the Switch as well, and I think even on that, I think most of it was catered towards their favorite game of the year being Metro Dread as well. If I remember that right, I think it was catered towards that as well. Uh, so I'm not too I'll far off right. the mark on that one.
1: I will tell you right now, I am one of those Metroid Dread people on your poll.
0: Okay, that that that's that what I was thinking.
1: Game is awesome. I've yeah, you know, I played. I've played. I played through it like maybe. Three four times in the, like in my 50 hours, like, you know, I, I, I did some speed runs of it, got like two hours, three hours. And I just have a lot of fun with the game. It's linear, but not like fusion. Fusion was linear. This game is like something else.
0: Yeah. And I I like how you went through and played it several times. And I think for me, I only played it just the once I'll probably go back some point in the future. Don't know when it will happen. And probably replay through this game again though but um you know that that there one so playthrough for cool me it it, it it was phenomenal though it was phenomenal Maybe. i mean for me i'll just kind of bounce around from game to game though but from what i played with that so game go 100%, it. Shoot.
1: that game is probably the easiest one 100 percent, but probably the one i have the most fun doing it with i don't know why you didn't do it it's like not hard
0: it's not that especially, it's not hard. I guess it's just a matter of fact that, it's that just, I got so much you know stuff that, on my backlog. That's yeah, the main thing. You know
1: that you know that new feature where parts on the map that you have like parts of the map that you haven't discovered stuff with have are blinking? That yeah. That feature's so useful. Like, you know, oh, like if there's if there's an item here, the place will blink. That feature is amazing. I don't know why they've never had that feature before. Yeah. It's like but, it's just, it's like it 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 reduces the problems I had with like basically every other game where it's like, okay, some of this stuff is just like I'm I I don't really want to one hundred percent this game because I'm obviously gonna have to pull up a guide because some yeah. of it's just some of it it's like sets up early in the game, but most of it's like okay, you shoot a bunch of walls. I'm gonna spend like an hour shooting walls to find it, and that's not really that fun. Samus Returns I also one hundred percent because the scan is really nice. Oh yeah, it's another thing. Sam, I'd say this game fixed all this game fixed all the issues I had with Samus Returns, It made the movement so much more fluid. And it made those Aeon abilities like a meter that recharges on its own.
0: If yeah, exactly. Yeah, Samus, I do remember with Samus, Samus Returns. Returns. Samus Returns was the best control in Metroid game for me until Dread came out. And then you know, and then obviously they pulled a lot of stuff from Samus Returns into I... that game. But I I, I really did enjoy how fluid... Like, obviously, this is the best Samus has ever controlled in any game, period. Yeah. Because the slide tackle to go into morph ball just kept me kind of rolling throughout the the, the whole course of the game. So it's just little things like that that made it really good though. But I don't want to talk about that just too much because uh you know there, there were some other games that also came out this year that obviously I wasn't able to fit in the poll beyond Metro Dread, Skyward Sword, Mario Party Superstars, and 3D World Plus Bowser's Fury because uh we had like Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining. Per- this is the first party wise. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining the Pearl. We had um we had new Pokemon Snap. Uh we had WarioWare get it together. Shoot, we even had Mario Golf um Super Rush that came out um this year as well. Um even Game Builder Garage, like that even came out earlier this year. I was yeah, like, oh shit. Guess
1: what? That game that game really isn't anything impressive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was just thinking like all the different stuff, you know, Pokemon Unite, I was just kind of going Uh, through this list a little uh, bit more. Out
1: of all the games games you just listed, new Pokemon Snap is underrated as hell, and I'm sad I don't see as many people talking about it. That game is just like a really fun, that game's just a really nice experience. It's got so much charm and personality put into it. Hmm. I haven't beaten it yet, but that's just because so many things have come out this year. Like, just like in this year alone, every month, there's been something I've been playing. And even, you know, I thought there was going to be nothing for the end of the year. And then I got my hands on the PS5. Now I have like 10 games.
0: <laughs> That's how it be. And I think we also had Miitopia that released this year. And we even, even also had... Was, um.
1: Yeah, I thought I had no games in May. And then Atomic, like, guilt tripped me into getting Miitopia.
0: <laughs> and what was the other I don't one? Know, I,
1: don't, I don't even know if you remember, like, how he was just constantly talking about Miitopia to get me to buy it.
0: Oh yeah, and then also we have Famicom, The Missing Air, and um, whatever the other the branching story was as well. Um, the one who sta- the one who stands behind—I I can't remember what the other title is—but both those Famicom Detective Club games released this year as well. And I I, I bought the Missing Air one, and I went through and streamed the whole entire game on that one on my channel though. But yeah, even those couple of games came out um, this year. We had a decent bit of stuff that came out. It's still
1: hard to believe that uh, Monster Hunter Rise came out this year. This year felt like it was a very long year. And speaking
0: of Monster Hunter Rise...
1: You still haven't even bought it.
0: No, 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 no. no, I own it. But speaking of Monster Hunter Rise, I did a secondary poll. Yeah, I did a secondary poll based upon the third-party games that we got for the Switch. And the four I put up on the poll was Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Neo, The World Ends with You, and Shin Megami Tensei 5. And in terms of that poll, at least with my audience, more people gravitated towards Shin Megami Tensei 5. I am kind of curious to see where most of the Nintendo fans voted within the. Um, you know, like that, that Nintendo poll they like to do at the end of the year. I'm gonna see if I could try to pull that up though. But I wouldn't be surprised if more people kinda shifted and put most of their focus on it was either gonna be Shin Megami Tensei Five towards the end of the year and near the holiday or Monster Hunter Rise, which we got early in the year around March. And I think for me, out of all of that that I put on the poll, my personal favorite would have oh gosh, my personal favorite would have been Neo The World Ends with You. I think that's my favorite third party game I, I played on the Switch. Um,
1: cuz that, that one game is kind of wrong with the, the uh okay so but uh but yeah the whole thing uh yeah it New world ends with you released in a very bad month for that game
0: I know and I like I was like man I was like if you hadn't played that game if you like RPGs what the heck are you doing? You need to go and play that game right now. It's, it's uh, it wraps up the the original story of the first one, but also tells its own good story within the sequel series so well. And it, 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 if you've just I been guess, a fan of the series, it's just it's just been it's just phenomenal. I can't say much more about it.
1: Yeah, this year we had a lot of cool stuff. We had one of Nintendo's best E3s, like just in general, with Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild showing up, Splatoon showing up. Wait, oh yeah, Splatoon was in it, right? Splatoon 3, the story trailer. No, no, there, no, no,
0: right? that no, that was there before right. E3, I think. I think it was the direct before E3. We knew about that. I, oh, I don't no, think no, we learned we, about it.
1: That's when Splatoon 3 was revealed. Was
0: that direct before E3? Was it? Yeah, 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 before E3, yeah. But Metroid Dread was revealed during that direct, and I think that was the most hyped thing that, I popped, that everybody basically popped off on. Because um, that was the big thing for the Direct. That in the combination with Breath of the Wild. But, yeah.
1: But, yeah, the, the, you know, E3, we got, this year in Smash, we got three characters. We got Pyra, four characters. Pyra, Mithra, Kazuya, and Sora. Or Kazuya, I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. like, you know, obviously people went crazy with Sora. I think it was a pretty good selection. I think all of the characters are pretty fun to play. Well, like, I think, I don't know, I think Fighters Pass 2 in its entirety was pretty unique and fun to play characters. Min Min mm-hmm. is unique, but I don't really play her much. Uh, Steve is very unique, and I think is very fun to play. Sephiroth is fucking Sephiroth. I don't know what to say besides that. Uh, And then, like, you know, those last three are just, like, Really fun. They don't really have any big stupid gimmick besides Kazuya having command inputs, I guess.
0: Yeah, basically that uh,
1: yeah. Smash Smash got its final farewell. I think it ended on a really good note. Uh I I'm trying to think, like what else happened this year? Sonic Sonic got the new game revealed. Sonic Frontiers you know, we got more info on that, but yeah, Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Origins, we're finally getting 3 three and Knuckles re-released after over 10 years.
0: Yeah, which I don't think it was, no, yeah, it ain't gonna drop until next year. But yeah, no, we, we had, had some the, pretty good so announcements many, for, for yeah, a lot of different we had, games.
1: We had some really funny gaming moments, like Capcom C3 Showcase.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't like to remember about that, no.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, so honestly, we we had some good stuff this year though. That that's just like a small little glimpse of wrapping it up cuz I I did want to kind of mention some of the games that came out for the Switch or things we kind of played in general for the year of 2021. I don't know. I I feel like I want to do this, but I have to sit down with like you, Steven, and try to grab a few of our other um friends and whatnot though. Where we can maybe possibly work out something where we do like a uh, a twenty twenty one year wrap up of you know like our top games or best gaming moments or whatever. Though I kind of want to do that because I think I did that last year, so I kind of want to do that again. But I just got I just got to work out all the, the details on that.
1: Yeah, I just I keep thinking of twenty twenty one. It was like a really good year for gaming. We had PlayStation showcase with Spider Man two revealed. We had so much stuff, man. Like. I think 2020 you 2020 you 2022 is going to be a really good year for gaming just cuz a lot of stuff that was set up this year is finally actually going to get released. Yeah, and there's, I know 2022 I know if, yeah. yeah, there's there's new rumors about uh Odyssey 2. Yeah, I heard about that. that. And, and
0: 2022 that, that in 2022 could shape out to be well. very similar in times, in terms of the scope and scale of how many games we're going to get. <laughs> in comparison to, um, in comparison to 2017, because literally like tick for tack, at least right now, like what we had a Mario rabbits game back in 2017, we're gonna have one again this year. Breath of the Wild, we had one in 2017, we're gonna have one again this year. There's rumors that, um, and we have Splatoon three. We had a Splatoon 2 game in 2017. Going to have it in um, in 2022 um, this upcoming year. Um, there's rumors that a Xenoblade 3 could possibly happen. And that be the case, then that's the same thing with Xenoblade 2 when we had that in 2017. And that same thing with um, with the whole Mario Odyssey thing. Like there's rumors that that might possibly happen next year. That would be another game. That would be the same thing. I think legit at this point for tick for tag. I think. Tack, really I, think I feel like I feel like they're. I feel like they're sort of kind of real because I guess apparently from what I've been hearing, it would have happened this year had it not been for COVID or whatever, though. But I won't say anything much beyond that, though. But I think in comparison to what 2017 and 2022 are looking like, they're almost going to be tick for tack. The only difference that would be there, I think, if I remember right, the only difference would be there is Mario Kart. And I don't think they're going to pop a Mario Kart 9 out next year.
1: We're not. We're not getting a new Mario Kart, especially since they just keep updating Mario Kart Live with weird additions.
0: So, yeah. So, I think that's uh, basically so, it in terms so of most of this stuff. 2022,
1: we have Legends RCS in January. Triangle Strategy in March. Mario plus Rabbits is probably going to be a solid August, just like it was in 2017. Splatoon 3. Summer. I think, like... Summer, know, somewhere
0: in splatoon, june or july
1: i know splatoon releases in july usually i think we're getting that game in may i think we're gonna get it i think we're gonna get it on the well then that
0: then that means we will have to have um it, it had to we have it would have to be a blowout showcase of it being shown at what would be a january or probably a february direct and you had to turn around and in, in a march or in april and have like a solo splatoon direct like, it had to be yeah, bang, the, bang, sounds, and it had to be out pretty quick before them. E3.
1: Zara, do you not remember, remember when they, in 2019, when they revealed Mario Maker 2 in February, had a direct for it in May, and then released it in June?
0: Yeah, but with Mario Maker, that kind of speaks for itself, though. But what Splatoon, that, like, that's, that's Nintendo's third-party shooter so, game, and um, there's a lot of work that goes up into that game.
1: I'd say, if you, I'd say if you show more about Splatoon in February, do a global test fire for March, and then reveal more in April, and then release it in May, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have a new big thing about it every month. So yeah, you got that. Splatoon 3. Then, as long as it doesn't get delayed, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a great end to the year. Because that's definitely coming out at the end of the year if it's not delayed. Advance Wars 1 and 2 is the April game. So, we have yeah. a game for January. We have a game for March. We'll probably have a direct in February. We have a game for April. We might have a game for May. We have E3. It's either May,
0: June, June, or July. And then you have E3 in June. Oh, goodness. Yeah, E3 in June. Probably an August 3. game.
1: Yeah, probably a November is gonna, game. Yeah, Splatoon 3 is hmm. going to be at either right before E3 or right after E3. Mario Plus Rabbits, I'm guessing, is the August game. Then in September we're gonna have another direct and probably get some smaller games or even in that February direct we're gonna get a big 22 game, or twenty two game. 20 twenty two. And, that's, and games.
0: that's not even including games that Kirby. in the rumor mill. Oh Kirby, Kirby. and Kirby happens Kirby. in sometime in Damn spring, it. which that's the reason why I say hey that could release in May and There's thus so that's why games. I said Splatoon could come out in July. That's how There's I'm a, seeing like, it play. Now. This, there
1: is there is like six six or like yeah, six first. Party Nintendo games coming out, or at least like big ones.
0: And that's the so crazy like, thing is, I think in 2017, I think we had roughly that same amount, and there still could be more. For all we know, they could make Mario Odyssey be a thing, and they could make Zune Blade Three be a thing. And shoot, at geez, that point, man. I would be buying geez, more dude. Switch games uh, in the year of 2022 God. than what I did in the year of 2017. and 2017 was wild because I remember back dude, then it, I had I had dude. Gamers Club where I was getting 20 off on every single one of those games. And, yeah, and I was spend, still spending a, quite a bit, but 2022 g- might be even worse. And that's not even a clue it, if watching? we were going to get like PlayStation games. And PlayStation is looking ridiculous at the very beginning of the year as well. And we hadn't even touched on that, mess I'm like, holy shit.
1: And you, and you don't even you know. It's gonna be I Let's Go we'll Johto have,
0: I feel like it's gonna be pretty yes. much any other spinoff thing. I think, let's but go, I, I just I don't know. Let's
1: Go Jodo. I don't know. I think Let's Go Jodo would be safe enough to where it wouldn't really compete with Legends Arceus. You know what I mean? Like, if they like want to do a spinoff,
0: Arceus? but have it be almost kind of close yeah. to main series, then I would see that. But I don't think we're gonna get a Generation Nine this year. Normally we would, but because Legends Arceus comes out in January, I'm thinking it's gonna be one of them off years where it's gonna be similar to uh, it's gonna be similar to Gen Five. How I think between. The gap between Gen Four to Five was four years instead of three years, so I'm thinking they're gonna do something similar like that again. But yeah, so th- there's a lot of good stuff coming, and I did want to go ahead and address the one comment or oh, yeah. from the one person I did get it from, uh, my my good boy Bronto. He mentioned, "Uh, what was on that Christmas list?" I don't know exactly if he was meaning like Christmas list in terms of like just standard like anything i personally wanted for christmas or if it's anything kind of gaming related though but just in a general sense um one thing i kind of was wanting to get um maybe my brother might get it for me who knows um you know with me having several different controllers like from like switch controllers and we'll eventually have two ps5 controllers once that light blue one comes in uh i kind of wanted to have like a charging dock so that way i can kind of um rotate out Between like there's like one third-party one where it's like you stick a bit up in the controller itself, and it's like magnetized. So then when you put it like it's like a USB-C bit that you plug into the charging port, and you can plug it into like a PS5 controller or you know Switch controller because they all use USB-Cs, and then stick it into the actual dock itself. And then uh, it'll let you know how much has been charging by or whatever it does. So I'm like, oh, okay, because I was like, at the current moment, you have to like plug in a bunch of different wires and either have it plugged into the dock or right in front of the PS5. But if I just had a central, you know, docking station for it where I just drop the controller off, pick it right back out, I feel like it'd be a little bit more convenient with how many controllers I got going on at the moment. Because I think I have four Switch Pro controllers. And what will be soon at some point in January, two PS5 controllers that I kind of all rotate between, and at any given moment though, so I guess that's one thing I guess I can say off my wish list though. But uh, Stephen, uh, what's on that Christmas wish list for you?
1: I literally can't think of a thing I want for Christmas. You know, I got the PS5, which for uh, if we're talking about like, you no, know, technically, I'd say the PS5 is my Christmas present that I got for myself. But, I,
0: I would say so. Uh,
1: I don't know. Like, if I had to think of, like, a game that I want, but, like, I'm too broke to get, I, don't know. I can't really think of anything. I'd probably get, like, a bad game like Battle of Wonder World, as a joke.
0: Oh, no, don't do that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I probably won't, but, like, it'd be funny. I don't mm. know. Like, I am, I am the enjoyer of bad games. You've seen me with, I think, talk about Mega Man X7 all the time. Like, it's, like, it's, like, God. The, the the best game that was ever, the best game that was ever made, Mega Man X Seven, when I have security breach is like is like the bible or some stupid shit, like I can't I don't know I don't really have preference with like what what games I get. If it's a Nintendo first party game, I usually always get it on launch day. So like I can't really think of a Christmas present because I've already gotten most games I want. I'm just hmm. rambling here. Um, I don't know. If I had to think of anything that like, if I got it, I'd be happy. Would be like PSVR, just to try out some VR stuff, or like an Oculus Quest, like Atomic got. Because Atomic got the Oculus Quest too, and he said he's like like liking it so far. Hmm.
0: Huh. Okay. Yeah. Isn't so
1: there, that's. There's a that's there's a good. a lot of there's a lot of stuff that like, I would like to get, but I've already been spending a lot of money recently. That PS Five by itself was. After getting all the games, about a thousand.
0: Yeah, you spend a pretty penny on it trying to do all that, though. But I guess that's
1: pretty glad that I got it though, because my God, I'm not gonna have another chance for a while.
0: Hmm. Yeah, ain't that the truth? But I think that's pretty much does it in terms of all the topics that I had for tonight. Honestly, you know how the show goes. If I'm here by myself, it's about an hour long, and then obviously, if I get somebody else in here, then it can get longer than that. So, uh you got oh, you, you yeah. got a, you got you got a treat so now you finally got another episode that happened to be over two hours long so uh so yeah How so it, this one? Uh, currently at the moment where i'm sitting at right now about two hours and 14 minutes that'll be on the youtube version side it might be a little shorter at the current moment when i said that uh whenever i edit this and throw it up on my podcast servers though but um but yeah so it's, yeah it's gonna be a little over two hours though so honestly a pretty good run time for the last zarkest episode of the year that being for 2021 though but y'all gotta let me know in the comment section down below what all you think about all these different topics everything from you know switch online up there upgrades and stuff to the the project sparta kids stuff that's with playstation 5 with those new um branded control or not branded but new color um new colors in terms of the, the controllers as well as those um the plates for it though. And then also some of those pop culture segments that we talked about with the whole Halo series coming to Paramount Plus, that new Dragon Ball Super um superhero. Golly, that name. Golly, I feel like they could chose something better on that. And then everything else in between, though. Y'all just gotta let me know down in the comment section down below though. But Steven, tell my fine viewers uh, where they can find you at.
1: You can find me on Twitter being disappointed about FNAF. Or you could also find me on Twitter retweeting giveaways or something else. I don't know. Like like I, I don't use Twitter a lot. Or at least I don't I don't like to think of myself as a Twitter user. That's all I usually use. I don't know. Like it's where I get most of my news. It's I where I see you. the Megazard polls, T M.
0: Yeah. Alright, well that that's pretty good. And I will say this one more time in case uh Um, in case you just need a fresh reminder from when I mentioned this at the very beginning of my podcast, uh, for what I've been doing for the month of December leading up to Christmas, I've been doing the hashtag 25 days of uploads-ish. Don't know if you've been seeing those, um, Steven, whenever I've been posting that stuff up on Twitter, though. But but I've been uh, posting more or been uploading or been doing more streams than what I normally would in a whole month. Like what I've been doing in this month has been probably at this point right now, been more uploads and videos than what I normally probably like double the amount than like what I did like in like a random month. Like if you go back and look in October though, but for this final stretch between Monday and Saturday being Christmas day, uh, you can spec anywhere from two videos or maybe a couple of days where there's only one video where I'm going to be going through and doing some um, Christmas specials where I'm going to re-upload different videos from the years of 2019 when I started YouTube and 2020 and I'm just gonna re-upload those, and I'm gonna, and you're gonna see them drop out on my channel though, and um, you, you can be able to relive some of those earlier moments in my channel. Nothing from the year of 2021 that we're in, because since that's pretty recent though. But basically, anything is 2020, 2019, and 2020 though. So you have those to look forward to. I was working on a little bit of that stuff right before this podcast episode. Lost track of time and I had to start it a little bit late though, but. Yeah, so you have that to look forward to to the lead up of Christmas Day, though. So yeah, so that's basically going to wrap up things for the the 25 days to upload-ish that I've been doing, though. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about this episode, though. So if you really like this video, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, and that bell to stay up to date on all video game-related stuff that I feel like talking about and discussing, as well as Marvel. Especially look forward to that Spider-Man review when I finally ever kind of get to it once I actually go through and watch the movie and everything else in between, though. And if you happen to be watching this um, podcast, whether it be through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, the fairly recent um, new um, the Amazon Music podcast on there, uh, just make sure to go ahead and like or go ahead and share that podcast around. Just share it around with your friends or whatnot, though. Just, just let me just let them know where I'm at. Just let me know where I'm at. So remember, y'all, until whatever video I make next, see y'all.